Welcome to another episode of Spoil Radio. I'm Reese. This is Dan. I'm Declan, and I am the Half Blood Prince. (laughs) Always opening and ending with uh, flair. Wow, why does Hermione keep falling over? I don't know. They don't know that. Oh, I just broke the wand again. Okay. Shit. All right. Well, stop. No one can worry about it later, don't see. Oh, mine is Hermione's wand. Break about see what's happening at all. Everyone is confused. Um, Little pop pop heads. This week. This week we're doing Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince, the sixth movie in the series. Number six. Finally, Number get to the end. Sette. <laughs> S- I don't know. Whatever. Mate, you're telling the story. I don't know. I'm Italian. I don't even know the word. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, general thoughts on on this film, Daniel. Why is everyone looking at me? You're always first. Know. That's how we do it. Always first. Okay, well, no. Fuck it then. Okay, yeah, I'll good. go first then. <laughs> <laughs> just kill the flow. I know. Mate, break the so wand, break the flow. <laughs> nah, because it's, it's, it's loose in my memory, so I need to get uh, triggered again. So go ahead, Declan. Uh, I, I enjoyed this more than I remember enjoying it in the past. Mm. I, um, it's, it's definitely a dip in action for the first Two thirds of it, I'd say, mm. probably. But they do a good job of moving the pace, yeah, forward mm. the whole time. Uh, really, the only thing that sort of lessens my enjoyment of this movie is that um, they cut parts out from the book yeah. that are some of my favourite parts of the whole Harry Potter series. That's true. The whole and I, I've actually, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I did more research into the depths of it, so I'm gonna actually at the end of the thing, I'll, I'll say the parts that were cut out. So that. good. I'm not going to lose it. I'm not going to lose it. He's fiddling with the fucking Funko Pop Man, it's so hard for me to just do my thoughts. I know. I was watching you like... <laughs> you see you... how hard it is when someone's <laughs> oh, it's doing annoying. something else? It's hey. always Daniel too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say someone. Say it's I annoying. Like we pick on you every episode, but you do it yourself. It's annoying when Daniel's like doing it. something else. I like it. No, in my school reports when I was when I was younger, you know? Daniel distracts others. That was every single report. Do you have like a form of like... ADHD or something? No, I don't. Can okay. I actually say about this movie as well? Now that I, because it's still my turn. Oh. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, I think I think the the three main actors, if they've been getting stronger every movie, they're hitting their stride in this movie. I think Daniel Radcliffe has some great comical moments and everything. I think they're yeah, so confident in this movie. They're like, knocking it out of the yeah. park in this film. The, the, the color grade in this movie is so extreme compared to all the others. As well, so brown. <laughs> There's oh. literally a point in the movie where it's black and white. Like, there's no color yeah, in it. It's, yeah. Why is that? I don't know. Why? I don't know. It's, it's, it's legitimately black and white. Oh, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. We've noticed that Daniel makes... If you ever hear different sounds, like, you know, like... Or this. In, yeah. Any sounds in the podcast... It's Daniel knocking and tapping on shit. Sorry, Declan. <laughs> we how, are like we are use, listening to what you're saying. Notice but... how they use my full name. It's like I'm in trouble. Yeah. Oh, all right. It's Dan, Dan, sorry. Dan, that's right. Well, <laughs> what's your idea on this film, Dan? Your general thoughts? I agree with Declan. <laughs> oh, Fuck, man. You weren't even listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this is the first time I've watched this movie. We're off the rails. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> 
<laughs> Why is it when you laugh, your chin like hits the roof? I don't know. That's awesome. I like it. Okay. I love well, you, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this at the moment. No, no, no. I love you too, I guess. <laughs> now, look, uh, I I found this movie quite comical. and I think it is was, the funniest Potter. Yeah. yeah. I think it is the funniest. Even though it's really and, dark, it's the funniest one. And yeah. there's a lot of uh, sexual... Uh, well, it's definitely it, it gets it's back at Goblet of Fire level. Yeah, yeah that's is, remember I said last yeah, week this movie's yeah. horny. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's another horny one. It's um, frisky. It's a frisky film. It is, and I went, Ooh. <laughs> I was like, what's going on there? But yeah, no, it's um, but it goes in the nicer frisky. Like it's more of like a, it feels more teen, genuine. teen, teen, teen rom com kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other one felt more teen rom com to yeah. me. This one feels more. No, this one's genuinely. This is what humans are like. Mm. Not yeah, like overplayed. Mm. Yeah, that's except for much- one character, then we'll get oh, into that. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that's pretty pretty much my thoughts. Um, so yeah, so you just genuinely enjoyed and, it. Yeah, I genuinely enjoyed it, and I did the uh, what's that test called again? Oh house yeah, test. did your house and Pat- did you do I still Patronus? haven't done this. No, I've done the Patronus, oh. but can you guess which house? I reckon I you're a Slytherin. I'm gonna go Ravenclaw. Okay, why why do you think I'm a Slytherin? Just because I know I know other people that have got Slytherin, like my girlfriend got it, and it's just because that like like hard, like puts work, like hard working. Also, you like gravitated that. towards the Voldemort wand earlier yeah. in another episode, so, <laughs> so why like why? High, high achiever? That's basically what Slytherin is, like high achiever. Okay, and yeah. why do you think I'm a Ravensclaw, Reese? Oh, the only reason why I thought is because it found, sounded out of place. So I thought, like maybe it was something where it just like fuck. I wouldn't have thought it would have been Ravenclaw. So what's the traits of a Ravenclaw? Uh, they're more intellectuals. What's well, like thinkers? Thinkers, yeah. Well, I'm a Ravenclaw. Oh yeah, that's yeah. really. You don't get yeah. many Ravenclaws. That's cool. Yeah. How legit is this thing? <laughs> this test. Do you think Obviously it not. <laughs> answer these questions. It's like. Ah, yeah, because some of the questions are hard. I'm like, oh, which one do I pick out of those? And, yeah. I mean, if there was any of them, the only one I'd be kind of disappointed in is Hufflepuff, really. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like... Ravenclaw. Who did you cause Hufflepuff very, very is shat on in, the, in yeah. the Harry Potter series? I know. Like, at least if you're Who's, Slytherin, you're like, at least I'm going to be, like, fucking powerful. Who's in Ravenclaw? Then, is Lu, Lu, Luna? Luna. Yeah, is Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Yeah, it's funny, that. So, they're more... You Ravenclaw. hate Luna. <laughs> I like her now. It's interesting. Look, so, <laughs> See? Like, old Dan trait happens. <laughs> I hate him and then I like Fuck him. Fuck, I hate her. I fucking like her. So Ra- there's, 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 like, yeah, um, they're sort of more. Uh, I get you do question a lot of things a lot of the time. Things like that. I like so. to know. Hermione, yeah. like Hermione, should be a Ravenclaw. She should be. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Um, well, it's like what's his name? Percy. Percy should be a Slytherin. Mm. The reason why he's because he's a Weasley, yeah, and that's where they chuck the Weasleys. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, next week I'll give you my Patronus and your wand. Ooh. Oh, is that another one? Yeah, you can do your well, wand and your okay. Patronus. Yeah. My wand. My wand. Yeah. So I'll do the Patronus next week. And oh, then- at the end of the podcast, <laughs> Which- I'll read out all my three things okay. at the end of this one. We know your there. wand already. It's got a big hook at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> a deadly hook at the end of it. It's pure white bone. <laughs> it's Voldemort's wand. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking, what are you talking about? <laughs> all right. I all could right. see you were um, confused. I don't, I don't think you are at Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> So therefore, if you have not done the test, don't do it because you'd it's be more of a Gryffindor. No, I don't know. I think you'd be a Gryffindor. I just think your business savviness would That's suit true. Slytherin. That's true. Anyway, well, we know what yeah. he is now. You're yeah. Ravenclaw. You're a Ravenclaw. Yeah. Have what you done yours? You? No, I haven't. I got to do it next week. You, I'm on it. What do you think I am? 
I think you're yeah, Gryffindor. I think you're a Slytherin. Hundred percent Gryffindor. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> uh, that's I. I would have more so like I. I guess Slytherin. Yet again, I keep guessing things because I think they're not what people would be. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Anyway. We well, getting into you the story about me wrong, didn't you? I know, <laughs> punk. Mm. Mm. Well, I just put some more of these in there. Well. All right, straight into the story. Yes, mate. All right. Oh, do, we do open I, up. I've got another. I've got, I've got another fact from listening to the audio books again. Do, do you want to throw it in now? Oh, yeah, I'll do it now. Toss it, toss it in. Because oh, I'm up to prison Azkaban. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, how long do they take to read through? Like the audio books. It's like a week of driving to work, pretty yeah. much. What five hours? No. Yeah. Um, so you know last week I said about the burning at the stake yes so in the world oh, yes. there's a he reads through Harry reads through a history book mm. and none of them actually burned alive they put a charm on themselves that made it look like flames so fake flames yeah and then just pretended to scream in agony wow. and then the, the vanishing charm apparated to get out of there that's so much cooler but yet yeah. again it kind of also kills the whole Reasoning, yeah. no, still, but it's still because yeah. they were still being persecuted, persecuted. for their abilities, right. yeah. Okay. So that's like, yeah, cool, but another little fact that was I because I, I re listened to our episode last week. I, I re never really do, but I found that the most interesting thing, maybe on the podcast, just on the fact that it should have been included, yeah, like it would have made Voldemort seem so much more like well, it's, give yeah. so much more understanding but isn't it interesting that even in the books that's a throw a throw away line by a teacher yeah and it's not like it's why isn't it explained to harry when hagrid meets him or something like that like yeah. what, like mm -hmm. harry could have just been like why do you have to hide and then they'd be like oh because of this you know yeah and as well as slytherin like salazar slytherin it would have been good to know because of him mainly mm. yeah um yeah i don't know i just you're right though i think it shouldn't be throwaway yeah, it should be. They're so they're so like no muggles, you know, type of thing. We can't yeah. show ourselves. It should be like, why is that? Yeah, it should yeah. be up front. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, jumping. Anything else, guys? No, but Just I'm waiting for your intro to the Warner Brothers logo. Warner Brothers logo through smoke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's looking. It's looking. It's got a green tinge. It's looking. Uh, it's it's not shiny anymore. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. It's definitely looking like. Uh, it's looking like a uh, dark now. Mm. Like. The lust is gone even more so where it's like almost a black type of look. This is Warner Brothers don't have a budget anymore. <laughs> yeah. They can't afford to shine their logo. <laughs> we can't like, pay the cleaner. <laughs> well, we know by the, the end credits that they can't get someone to do end credit designs anymore because it's weak ass. I thought these ones are better than... They're better than older, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, opens pulling into Harry's eye as him and Dumbledore stand in front of a crowd snapping old-timey photos. And let mm. me just ask a question here. They're using... The photos, like the like the cameras with bulbs, and breaking the bulbs off, like pulling the bulbs out. Because it looks cool. I guess that's, that's how, the case. That, that is how it's always worked in the magic world. I guess so. so. Yeah, I know, but it's the fucking like it's like oh, set you know in like ninety five or something. It's because yeah. um, it's because <coughs> sorry, they the way that they make the photos move is by uh, concocting like a magical potion when they uh, develop them. With the chemicals. Oh, so okay. I'd say that that's the reason why they're still using that sort of stuff. Right. Yeah. That. Where'd you get that information? The books. Oh, audio okay. books. That's cool. Yeah. Declan is the Harry Potter. Wikipedia. The annoying thing is, but I'm behind. I wish I was up <laughs> to yeah to where we were. Yeah. Maybe I'll just try and cram them all. <laughs> well, next time when we do Lord of the Rings, you can do that. Good. Luck. Actually, while <laughs> while while we're on this, 
if anyone's listening out there, or well, there are people listening, can you think of any questions about the whole Harry Potter franchise, the story, yeah. the characters? And at the end, after we do Deathly Hallows Part 2, we're doing another... We're going to do another series, but I'm, I'm going to be putting up a... Oh, no, we're doing, aren't we doing a whole one just on yeah, the Yeah, we're going to do a whole product? recap of the series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. 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 And then we'll we're going be... to be going over yeah the questions and we're going to do yeah. the answers then. And Declan will be answering them. As, Wait, I'll try. I'll do my best. <laughs> you have to have all the audiobooks finished by then. <laughs> I'll force my girlfriend to listen to it when we drive to the Blue Mountains this weekend. <laughs> She's like, I hate you. No, she likes Harry Potter. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not that much of it. <laughs> um, okay, continuing on. Dumbledore grabs his arm and they move through the throng as the music soars into the title. And behind dark clouds, this is the Harry Potter idea that I get for yeah. a title straight off the bat. It's clouds lightning that's it like yeah. you know what i mean first thing you think when you see harry potter uh and the music here sounds extra hopeless mm. like there's no hope <laughs> left in this world <laughs> type of shit um from muggle officers they see cloud form and the death eaters skull in the sky and they spew forth into black clouds down the london streets into Diagon Alley. it's a cool opening really cool opening and yeah. seeing it seeing finally like bigger scale action of the wizarding world yeah um, they take Ollivander and some wands. Mm. Do you and reckon that also... was John Hurt under the hood? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Definitely no, that was not. 100% it wasn't him. <laughs> I mean, they were doing some terrible things with some great things, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, they also destroy a bridge. <laughs> That's what I have here. <laughs> That's because that, that is actually... So this scene doesn't actually presently take place in the books. They just mention it. They mention that a bridge has been destroyed and they yeah. know it's the Death Eaters that have done it. Yeah, yeah. and it's actually a pretty uh, well-known bridge, but I don't know. I, I didn't know. Whatever. Uh, Harry sits in a cafe in an underground train station. A hot waitress starts flirting with him and he's like, meet you in the back after 11 for some sweet lovemaking. He takes a pill <laughs> and spots Dumbledore across the track. Dumbledore doesn't it's like It's not a pill, it's a, it's a mint. Is it mint? Yeah. It looks like he's taking a pill because no, he's got a headache. He, he, he checks his breath. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. More observant than that. He takes My a friend. pill. Wow. I thought it looked like he took like a Panadol. Oh, no. Like, you know. To, trying to pick up, you know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Dumbledore doesn't like that he's not around the Dursleys and they apparate to... Did, Billy- you, did you think it was cool how Dumbledore was standing in front of that divine magic perfume? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it's pretty rad. And you see his black hand for the first yeah. time. Well, oh, yeah. Do you see it there? Yeah. Yeah. You see, he goes, I notice he goes, it. He goes, like he goes a sight to behold the story's thrilling. Oh, yeah. okay. Because later on, I see it in the when he uses the um, the pensive. Yeah. Over the pensive, and yeah. that's the first time I notice. No, no, it. he flashes it. He there. Flashes so it. he got the black hand from the the some riddle book. Yeah, trying to the Horcrux, the, the ring, Horcrux. the ring, yeah. trying to destroy it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Village of Budley. You shouldn't know that yet, though. Doesn't matter. I guessed it. <laughs> You find it out in this movie. Yeah. 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 Village of Budley Babbitton. Uh, They get to a house and they see the doors kicked in. The place is trash. Pulling their wands out, uh, they enter. This Can I mention something? Yeah. This scene was sick. This is a good scene. The way everyone said, Harry's here. Harry's here. Yeah, yeah, it was all in one shot. Yeah. And then they, they poked their heads oh, out through the, the stairs. No, this, is isn't cool, the, yeah. this isn't You're that scene. Oh, I thought you were there. They skipped right ahead, but that is with, cool. Wow. Bubble, Budley awesome. Babbitton, the, the place is trashed. So they're at Slughorn's oh. location at the moment. Looking through the trash rooms, they stumble upon perfect armchair that transfigures into Horace Slughorn. You know, nice. how, you know how Dumbledore discovers is him because he tastes the blood and he says it's dragon's blood? Yeah. I thought that was cool because Horace Slughorn is such a whore for um expensive... 
expensive like paraphernalia yeah and i imagine dragon's blood would be an expensive commodity yeah and so dumbledore immediately knows that that's slughorn in this room yeah it's yeah it's one of those yeah that's how he figures out that it's him yeah mm. um he's a, he's a good actor jim eh? broadbent is he's fucking good that's man. his name is yeah yeah he um he kills it in this role i really like him in it. yeah he's quite different looking to the book description but you're willing to overlook it when someone turns in a performance like yeah that. i'm yeah, just remembering he, that scene now yeah what's hectic he definitely there, there, there was a lot of like horror horror sort of uh undertones yeah in that in that sequence it's cool to watch them put the room back together too jim, yeah jim broadbent yeah that's it yeah that's right yeah it's cool to watch him and dumbledore put the room back together mm. yeah i love how they're like yeah. uh like that was fun yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. even there i like how they're still even them as like Wizards are like that was pretty fucking, pretty yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. And the little um, uh, the little piece of the chandelier under Harry's foot. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's cool. Um, Slughorn explains the Death Eaters have been trying to recruit him for a while, so he uh, jumps place to place and keeps off the radar. Dumbledore puts the place back in order for the owners, uh, and Dumbledore likes what he's done and decides to ponder over it with a quick shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a bit weird, eh? No, it's gonna, just to give him and Harry time alone. Time yeah, I know, yeah. but like it was like, it's like gonna, yeah, yeah, just cut off a slug into the toilet. Probably had a fap in the book. The book. Oh, yeah. Slughorn introduces Harry to a out. series of never. Slughorn oh, wow. introduces. No, I'm not cutting. There's enough things I cut out from you, mate. Wow. Slughorn introduces. Hey guys. Slughorn. Slughorn introduces Harry to a series of photos of his ex-students, including both his parents. Slughorn is talking about students like their trophies. Uh, he says, "I'd like the set of blacks." Yeah, yeah I would have liked the set because yeah. serious. You never had serious. Yeah, and we see Harry's mum in the photo at the front. Is that right? Um, yes. Yeah. yeah, he's in like the full photo. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dumbledore's back from dropping a loaf and found some reading material on knitting he wants in the throne. Yeah. You know, he's like, "Can I take this?" Um, they leave, and Slughorn follows them out and agrees to teach at Hogwarts again. These yes. are mad times, I tell you. I want more pay. <laughs> he's just like, like, yeah, yeah, whatever. We'll give you your room that you because he wants to have Harry as one of his trophies. Yes, yes. it's funny how he turned into that uh, sofa. It just suits his character so well. A, a chair? Yeah, he's a fucking. He's just, a piece of furniture. Yeah, it's just like his. <laughs> I don't know. It just suits his character for me. It's just, it just fits. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Dumbledore and Harry leave and Dumbledore explains to Harry that Slughorn collects famous, powerful, intelligent students mm. and that he'll be his crowning jewel. Mm. He also said it's crucial that he returns. Uh, Dumbledore also apologizes for being a massive cock block. Uh, there he is. He does. Ooh, yeah, he does. He's like, sorry, you would have had a good night if it wasn't for me. Uh, they <laughs> operate to the Weasleys and Dumbledore drops Harry in a marsh uh, just for a giggle. Yeah. Uh, Ginny finds Hedwig and Harry's um, shit at the front door and calls out to Mum and Weasley that Harry's here. Uh, this is the one. There's a cool, cool shot Heaps straight up the rafters yeah. of the housing showing uh, Mrs. Weasley, uh, Ron and Hermione peering down. Oh, yeah. such All such awesome levels. shot. It's really yeah. cool, yeah. Yeah, really well done. Uh, they have a comical exchange. Harry appears and we get the first awkward, but also, uh, hey, this feels awkward. Uh, awfully right embrace between Ginny and Harry mm. before now Hermione it's cringy pop- isn't it because it's so realistic this is- <laughs> yeah yeah I know yeah it yes. really is so Ginny's we, uh, Ron's sister yeah. younger sister so this is what I'm that's what I don't get is Harry like whoring himself out because no no so he, the um, what's the other girl's name Cho Chang yeah Joe. 
Cho Chang, he's Cho. he's over. They ended. They oh, ended. did they? Well, yeah, with the well, whole... when, when they thought she betrayed the order in the last movie. Yeah, and but he that wasn't. Was, but that was by accident. Though. Yeah, I know. But she there was, a, there was it was too. too much. They were too mean to her, and it's too they're too fractured now. Oh, okay, yeah. I forward. didn't really see that. Yeah. And um, it was too, in the book. It goes into more about the whole. It's too complicated with the whole Cedric thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Now Hermione's the cock block to Harry and she runs in and hugs him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, come on, man. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like he's getting constantly blocked in this. I know. Yeah. All the way through the movie. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll explain it later again. Yeah. Um, and Rog bro hugs him. Uh, uh, Ron also going to uh, rub a smidge of toothpaste off of Hermione's chin daringly. Yeah. You know, a little like... You know, a little smudge. Was that toothpaste, right? Or was it something else? Well, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're discovering their oh, feelings yeah. for each other. Wait, cut that, dude. Uh, the main yeah, trio cut it, cut chat it. upstairs. Uh, no, I'm allowed to. You just can't. The main trio chat upstairs <laughs> about parents not wanting them to go to Hogwarts and also that the people are worried that Dumbledore ain't all there no more. Uh, they have a giggle at a geriatric joke. Pretty much, they're like he's yeah. 115. Give or take a few <laughs> no. years. He's actually 115 years old yeah. in the this, <laughs> this thing here. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bellatrix and uh, so Narcissa. Good. What? She's so good. She's really good. In this. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Bellatrix and Narcissa walk the alleyways and get to a house. They're greeted by Wormtail at the door and are brought to Snape in a living area. Narcissa pleads with with Snape to help her, saying. He's just a boy. This is a cool scene. This Come time. now, Bella. We mustn't touch what isn't ours. Yeah. Such a good snake. As I said here, like, whilst Bella can't keep still or stop touching stuff like a four-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah she, she's like me. <laughs> See, this is why you need that wand, man. You need that. Yeah, kind of the wand. Bone, bone. no. <laughs> I'll break it. Um, Snape, S, um, Snape says he may be able to help. Bellatrix uh, tells... Um, uh, says it's all words until it's binding. Mm, yep. Uh, she performs an unbreakable curse on Snape and Narcissa, having Snape promise to look over Draco he was as hesitant. he attempts he was to hesitant. fulfill. He was. Yeah, yeah. big time. That's fantastic moment. It's like, oh, what's he plotting here? Yeah. You need to remember, to you need to, the thing about Snape is that is super interesting about him is that you cannot pick his allegiance yeah. Yeah. because he's constantly... Yeah. Doing things that make you question, yeah, what side he's on. Yeah. So he's worried about doing this because it's like it's going to take him out of favor of Dumbledore. But then he's worried about not doing it because it's going to take him out of favor of Voldemort. Yeah. See, it's funny. This whole movie, and he's, I, he's, I know I'm probably jumping lightly ahead. Yeah, that's mm. right. But this whole movie is, it's called the Half Blood Prince. Mm. Yeah. And you think to yourself, is this about Snape? You notice that as much as he is the Half-Blood Prince and it is kind of his movie in the background, yep. it's actually about Voldemort. It's about Tom Riddle. Yeah. And he's kind of the Half-Blood Prince in this in the weirdest of ways. He's yeah. the one who's... You're learning about his his backstory. Well, I'll even go... Anything. I'll go more. Because in the book, there's a lot, a lot more mm. of his backstory shown. Wow. Tons. Tons more. But we'll go into that after all of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he attempts to fulfill, so he, he's promised to look over Draco's, he attempts to fulfill Voldemort's wishes, as well as do the deed if he um, if Draco fails yes, and Snape yes. agrees. And the deed, what will that be? Yeah. Well, you got to listen on. <laughs> you got to listen on. At Weasley's Don't go new- watch the movie, listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> At Weasley's new store, shit is popping off. 
fireworks, kids eating candies, vomiting up, nipple shockers, exorcist wall crawlers, terrifying umbrage tightrope dolls. Yeah, those are funny. Peruvian instant darkness. Where did they get the money for this? Because they're a poor family. Oh, there is. Oh, I can't remember. There is an explanation to it. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. Uh, they, they, your... they, they built an empire <laughs> on their way out of Umbridge. The whole school's like, I need some fucking puking pastels. Yeah. Straight off the bat. Like, after that. Yeah, I they, suppose they're from selling all They were actually candy. underhanded selling them at school and making heaps of money off it doing, yeah. doing yeah. that. So they knew that it would be easy. Yeah, they, put it, they put it in Diagon Island. They're all G. Yeah. You know? They're the only shot running in Diagon Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Peruvian instant darkness powder cut by Colombian drug lords, love potions, <laughs> etc. Uh, they also shaft Ron and tell him he can't have anything from the shop. Uh, Ron leaves. And how, he gets- how funny is that? But when he goes, <laughs> so when they're good, like, yeah. he's like, how much for me? <laughs> Five gallons. But I'm your brother. Ten, Ten gallons. gallons. <laughs> <That's> so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, Ron leaves and gets a cheeky high from Lavender, Lavender Brown. Uh, the trio walk Diagon Alley, which is in absolute ruins after the attacks. Mm. They enter Ollivander's to take a look at the destruction. They catch a glimpse of Draco and Narcissa entering Nocturne Alley. We haven't seen Nocturne Alley for a while. They enter Borgen, Borgen and Burks. Yes. Right. This place is just eerie. People are talking to walls. Gimps are wandering around. The Malfoys end up entering Borgen and Burks. Seeing a light turn on above the rafters, they climb the roof and seeing Draco fucking around with a weird intricate box. They're nearly spotted by a Death Eater, Fenrir Greyback. And we see it's posted just before it. Yes. So he's actually half were- he's ha- he's werewolf. Yeah, he is here. But he um he gives he is more willing to give into his transformation than Lupin is. So that's why he has a wolf like appearance. Well uh, okay. do you want to know where Lupin got that from? He got he was bitten Ooh. by him, wasn't he? Was he was bitten yeah, by that's Fenrir. Right. Yeah. So well, that's where he got so that. So is that trait. in the book, obviously? Yes, it playing, is, yeah. yeah, and so he's he's more sort of talked about Fenrir Greyback in the book. But yeah. He is like basically cool. always walking in a state of being werewolf. Yeah, he's a cool character. Yeah, I like, I like mm. that. Like really cool design, even. Mm. Yeah, decisions. he is. Yeah. Um, back on the train, Luna just dropped some strong acid, and she's selling off some quibblers, talking about Ruxperts, creatures that go in your ears and get you absolutely high as a kite. The trio converse <laughs> about what they saw. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying. <laughs> trying to make it interesting, entertaining. Uh, the trio converse about what they saw. Stop Harry- picking on Luna. <laughs> I take offense. I, 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 I like it now. I like it now. Change your mind. He likes Luna now. Yeah. I've always liked her, right? You remember that. <laughs> it takes me at least a movie to get used to their voices. Wow. Uh, Harry believes Draco Harry is now Potter? a Death Eater. Uh, the others are skeptical. Mm. And Harry says he needs some air um, exiting the carriage with the invisibility cloak. He throws the Peruvian darkness powder into Draco's carriage, giving himself enough time to sneak in under the cloak and listen into the conversations above in the luggage carriage. Do we do we learn? It's in this next scene we learn that Lucius is locked up. Yes. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. learn so that's that Lucius- important to Draco and his mother's. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Draco also badmouths Hogwarts. He's like, "Fuck Hogwarts." Yeah, yeah I won't be coming back. <laughs> Something <laughs> funny. Yeah. Because this is their last year. Yeah. Uh, he notices a bag. No, yeah. no, oh, no one uh, more. second last. Yeah. Oh, so Death House Part 1 is the last. Yeah, it was but supposed Harry, to be. Harry, Ron, and Hermione don't return to school. Oh. He notices a bag move in the racks above. Um, they arrive at Hogwarts and Draco waits for everyone to leave the carriage. He closes the door and petrifies Harry uh, before gutter stomping him in the face and throwing the cloak back onto him. How is that story? Yeah, that was fucked. hectic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wait, I'm like, oh, shit. Because his dad, because yeah, 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 <laughs> his, his dad's in Azkaban now. 
And yeah. It's like a fall, real fall from grace He's for like, the Malfoy fucking, family. I'm done with this shit. Yeah, so why, just remind me, like, why is he in Azkaban? He was caught. He was, remember, remember Sirius and Harry team up and knock him out? Yeah. Yeah, he always gets in order of the phoenix. In order of the phoenix, they knock him out. So when 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 the when the uh, Ministry of Magic turned up, he was on the ground, unconscious as a Death Eater. Right. So he's a criminal. Yeah. Um. They arrive at Hogwarts. Uh. uh, Okay. So that's Luna walks through the carriage wearing glasses that look like they're straight from her drug-addled adventures at Burning Man. She sees Raxburts floating around Harry and uncloaks, uncloaks him and helps him. Harry apologizes. They miss the carriage. Flitwick gives them some flack about being late uh, before raising the protective guard on the outer gates of Hogwarts, which is sick. But also, is yeah. it Luna's glasses actually work? Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, because they do work. Yeah, yeah, which is something that they're like, pff, everyone's like, yeah. look ridiculous, dumb. And Harry actually did have Raxperts in his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are they? She's not full of shit. She said they get in your brain, brain and make them and all, make, make it all fuzzy. fuzzy and unfocused, which makes sense. He's Probably always like that. Yeah. Rack's supposed to around him all the time. Uh, Filch goes through Draco's shit trying to find weapons and contraband whilst Aura's watch on. Snape uh, helps Draco out vouching for him and Luna goes on to fix Harry's broken schnoz. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in Draco, the- nice face, Potter. <laughs> <laughs> she, I like how she's like, I kind of like it like that. Yeah, she like, says you, you look keep it? devil may care. And then when yeah. she fixes it, he's like, and she's like, exceptionally ordinary. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, ah. Still should have ended up with Luna. Uh, in yeah. the hall, wow. Ron chows down whilst they wait. Except I like Ginny more in this movie. Like, mm. more. Yeah, she's more like Way more. Um, in the hall, Ron chows down whilst they wait for Harry to return. Ginny also sits with them now, which is a little weird. Like, yeah, it's it just is. a little weird to yeah. begin with. Yeah. Now the trio is now a... Quadrio? I don't know. <laughs> she was always sitting. Oh, she was quite so, often sitting with him. Yeah. She was kind of always in the background a bit. Oh, it's, it's similar she's, to like, she's like Longbottom, always in the background. Yeah. yeah. Um, Harry enters looking like he's just been in a lad fight. We know Dumbledore. she's dating Dean Thomas too by this yeah, point. Yeah, yes. That's big, yeah. Oh, that's right. uh, Dumbledore gives his common opening year speech, introducing Slughorn to the school's potions master. Snape retakes defense against the dark arts class. Well, he gets it for the first time. He never had yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Dumbledore also gives some history on Tom Riddle and the fact that dark forces are trying to enter the walls. Yes. He lets the students know that they are the school's greatest weapon. Mm. And Draco looks away from Dumbledore, who sends the students to bed. I love that scene where yeah, Draco he gives a little, can't look at him. He's he's 100% mm. speaking to Draco. Mm. Yeah. But Draco can't look at him at all. No. Mm. Can't even eye him. This is the movie where Draco becomes more of a human being than... Mm. And he's, like we see, he's not just a, a kid who used to get like bullied by his parents and therefore takes it out on everyone else. I don't, I don't see. I, I feel his mum seems like quite a doting mother to him. Though. She yeah, seems that's to care true. About quite a bit. She, it's oh. like his father's the one. His idiot. dad's exactly like. Yeah, exactly the same. It becomes oh, from trouble. this point on the the story of the Malfoys is far more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, McGonagall walks the halls. She sees Harry and Ron wasting time and tells him to go to potions class and to take Ron. Also revealing Harry's plans to one day possibly be an aura. Yes. It's the first time we've properly heard that. Yeah. Um, potions. Uh, the two enter and Slughorn is giddy to see them. <laughs> Lavender Brown also seems way too keen to see Ron. <laughs> this is such a good scene. Uh, they, they, it really is. It is this is maybe the best it's classroom scene in the whole Harry Potter series, yeah. I think. For sure. Uh, they tell Slughorn so they don't good. have... Uh, their, it, might, it might be up there. You know, I know it doesn't like... They don't show much of the actual anything happening in it. But I like the scene in Goblet where, you know, uh, the brothers 
Fred and George are sitting there and they're like, you got to get the good ones before. Yeah, they... that's a good scene. That's yeah, also yeah, another really yeah, good, like, yeah. I know it's it's a classroom scene, but it isn't at yeah. the same time. I thought that was in the Great Hall. It is. Yeah, but they're, it's they're some doing some like sort of exams or something. Yeah. I don't know what it is, yeah. Uh. Anyway. Um, uh, uh, they tell Slughorn they don't have their potions book yet and uh, he tells them to get some copies from the cupboard before taking class. Uh, Harry gets the shitty old copy, which they, which by experience means some mint notes in between the margins that you have never had to take. Now, can I give a little bit of a, a story, just a light story, you quick? Can. When I did English in high school, I was given a Romeo and Juliet book because it was like the eight year eight or something yeah. like that. Always got to do some Shakespeare in high school. That's how it is. I didn't do. I did Macbeth and King Lear. So you got the good shit. Macbeth is pretty good. I like Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet's okay. But Macbeth is like my jam. I like Macbeth out of all of them. You failed English. Did you say that? I can't that? remember. Yeah. You're definitely not Ravenclaw, man. I, I mean, like, <laughs> like, you have to be. I can't even remember <laughs> what I, I was like. It was over 20 years ago, man. I can't yeah. remember. Well, I can tell you this. This movie, I connect. Because when I got that book, I still have it here today. I couldn't let go of it. I wanted to keep it. What? Is, is that a school property? It didn't matter. For me, I, I took it. <laughs> I didn't give a shit. Jeez, might have to cut that out. No, 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 I took this one. Theft. And- <laughs> Reese is a thief. Do not trust him with your... Well, this one here, this one here, I got the book and throughout all the book, already annotations were done. Oh yeah, so oh, it was yeah. so cool because I got it and I felt like I just witnessed someone else's like thoughts. Mm. It was awesome. That's anyway, good. so you still got it? I still got it. I still got it somewhere in this room. Anyway, that's hectic. Can we talk about the little uh, oh, what you call it, scuffle to get that book? Yeah, with Ron and uh, Harry. They that both see the, there's, funny, a, there's a new book and an yeah. old book. That's just typical. <laughs> it's typical like. That year, year nine, year eight, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it, funny. Even though they're kind of in year eleven. Yeah, I know. But they're, but they're, <laughs> it's it's still yeah, year this, eleven, it's like, oh, you take it off. Yeah. It's still this competitiveness mm. about it. Yeah. You don't want the old. It was book, awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Hermione's called upon and asked what the potions are that Slughorn's concocted. The first potion is a love potion, which she gets <laughs> hints of toothpaste <laughs> from. <laughs> oh. Oh, uh, freshly mown grass, uh, yeah, and spearmint toothpaste. Pretty much all of like where they were. Interesting yeah. in the Wizarding World, they still use spearmint toothpaste. Yeah, I thought they might have some sort of like magical, no, different different taste flavors. Man, mandrake paste or something like that. Oh, wow. uh, the first potion. Uh, okay, so in the background, Lavender gets absolutely orgasmic over what she's smelling. I don't know what the hell it is. Like she's like, <laughs> oh, in the background, and Slughorn explains that it doesn't create real love, just infatuation, and it's the most dangerous potion in the room. Mm. You know that one of the I can't remember her name, but one of the other girls. It's later. She's the one that is going to ask Harry out to. Or she wants to slip Harry a love potion. Um, yeah, the, the, dark, um, the darker hair. Yeah, curly dark hair. Vane. Do you, do you know Ramel Vane? Yeah, do you know who she is? Who? She's um Triss in The Witcher series on Netflix. No shit. Yeah. Which one's Triss? The hot chick. The, yeah. The other the other witch. The other one. That he meets in the the one that was deformed. No. No, no that's Yennefer. Yeah. Oh, Triss yeah. is the oh, one. I forget that. Triss is the one that he meets when he saves the um the king's the daughter. Head. The king's daughter. In the in the game, she's the redhead. Oh, I can't remember. Right? Anyway, that, that, but then anyway, yeah, fun fact. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. In wow. the background is a cool little vial of Felix Felicis, uh, uh, liquid luck. Now I get it's hard to make, but why are they brewing this in bulk? <clears throat> I'm just saying. Just saying, you know. 
this whole like all this series would be easier if Felix Felicis was brewed just constantly. <laughs> you know that um, I think it's I think the ingredients must be hard to come by or something. There's there'd be some reason for it. There has to be um, because I was like, you know, there's actually make- I'm going to jump ahead to one of the later movies now. So it's not it's you not gotta, a big spoiler. Got a spoiler right, for right, me, Declan. I haven't seen it. It's a fun. Him. It's a fun side thing that I think you can all look out for. Right. And I've only read this. So I haven't seen it myself. All right. Apparently, before a big battle, yeah, Slughorn swigs some back some Felix Felicis. Really? In the yeah. So there you go. Cool. Sweet. See, that makes fucking sense to me. Yeah. Just saying. Um, Maybe I should read the books. Slughorn uses it as a reward for whoever brews the potion living death correctly. Uh, they get to work on brewing the potion. Harry opens his book to find it once belonged to the Half-Blood Prince. Mm. In the margins are pretty much cheat codes to brew brew potions. Yeah. Uh, everyone is failing horribly, including Seamus getting a face full of soot. Once again. Uh, <laughs> not to be mistaken for moot. And one student makes... These are my notes. And, and one student makes flubber. Hermione is looking defeated and Harry is coming off like the Gordon Ramsay of potions because of the book. He's crushing seeds instead of cutting them and stuff like yeah, that. Too, yeah. Hermione's getting the shits. Yeah. yeah. Harry is rewarded the luck potion. Uh, Dumbledore uh, in, his offens, in his office examines the old Tom Riddle diary before receiving a knock at the door from Harry. He invites him in and asks Harry a few more personal and fatherly questions mm. before moving on to why he called upon him. Hmm. Taking him to the memory cabinet, he shows Harry uh, Tom Riddle's memories. One of the day, one of the day he first met Riddle, uh, Dumbledore wants Harry to see. Hmm. They enter the pensive. Dumbledore walks into uh, Wool's orphanage. Is this so? Is this the first time we've seen the pensive since Goblet, or did we see it in order? I think he's seen it twice. Uh, I think I this is seeing the... it in order because it's changed. The animate they've changed hmm. it. The pensive looks different. Yeah, it looks, it's a flat dish. Yeah. I think it's more similar to what it was in the book. Yeah, I can't remember in the book or not if it was more like Goblet, where Harry's in actually the in there. Mm. Ha- Harry's actually in the memory in Goblet, whereas in this one, it's he's observing the memory. Yeah, in the other one, he's like actually like a person. I can't remember it. which one's the real oh. one, but they've changed mm. the animation nonetheless. Um, meeting Tom in his room, we uh, get glimpses of seven stones atop a windowsill, a photo of a cliff from a face. Uh, a photo from a cliff face and a drawing uh, in a book. He talks with Tom, who thinks Dumbledore is a psychiatrist in this scene. He's like, Another one. Yeah, yeah you're going to take me away. <clears throat> uh, he tells Tom that's not the case and that he wants to take him to Hogwarts School of Magic. And Tom explains that he can do magic. He's like, I've done some shit. Yeah. Uh, Dumbledore sets Tom's cupboard on fire behind the door. An intricate box starts rattling. Um Tom drops the contents of the box on the bed and Dumbledore explains that at Hogwarts, stealing isn't tolerated. Tom also says he can talk to snakes. Is that weird? And Dumbledore's like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's fucking weird. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Back in Dumbledore's office, Harry takes in what he's found out. Uh, Dumbledore reveals that Tom got close to Slughorn and that he possesses something he desires. And also Mm. that we we learn that... um, that, It's not so much explained in the movie, but... Tom Riddle, as a youth, mm. was a handsome, charming person. Yes. He was able to charm, yeah, he charm was the whole school. Yeah, he very charismatic. He ended up being head boy. It's like Percy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Harry says that he will let Slughorn collect. That um, he will let Slughorn, Slughorn collect him. He's like, I'll let him 
take me. Yes. In that front. We get an outside shot of the Death Eaters trying to attack Hogwarts barrier. There's like a shot where they're like, shoo, yeah, boosh, yeah, yeah, shoo, boosh, outside on the Shows barriers. how protected Hogwarts is. Fucking yeah, man. cool. Yeah. Um, and I like how they're like alluding to like the Death Eaters are doing that just to test it out and to fuck with them. Mm. Just yeah. to be like, we're trying to get in, you know? Yeah. It's like, um, it's like siege tactics in like, in like back in the days when they were yeah. in castles and they just used to sit there all day just trying to drive the people inside insane. Yeah. Sick. Uh, Droko's in the room of requirements. In the room is the same box from Brogan and Burks. That's all. They get all these little moments with Draco where he does that. You, it's, on, it's constantly yeah, it, just building upon it's it. Constantly throwing across to Draco to see. It's like, what's Draco up to? It's yeah. Like, <laughs> how cool is that? In the, that in the room of requirement though, where everyone's just stashed all the shit, shit they needed that, yeah. to hide over the years. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, this is cool. On the Quidditch pitch, Harry runs trials for the team. Ron is after the role as keeper, but Cormac McLaggen is going for it as well. Uh, the guy catches a fly with like Mr. Miyagi and, and in the stands, Hermione watches on. Cormac, like a filth dog, asks <laughs> Ron in the most Chad-like yeah. way if he can be introduced to Hermione. Yeah. It's true. So <laughs> gross. Even I was like... I would never introduce you to anyone. He ends like, up no in the um, he ends up in the uh, the second in betweeners movie, Cormac. Yeah, he's the um the dude with the dreadlocks that's like all well travelled and everything. He's real pompous. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's him. The yeah. the buff guy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah that's crazy. I thought that was funny that movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> the match starts. Can I just say that Ginny is an absolute gun in this scene. She's like just flying around like crazy. This is just the training one, um, the, the yeah. tryouts, hey. Yeah. And she's doing aerial maneuvers and asking people uh, uh, and like just axing people. Yeah, you've, Ginny is- you've missed out on the fact that Ginny's been on the Quidditch team for a couple of years. I didn't know that though. I didn't even know that. Because the Quidditch is like chucked to the side, which yeah. I'm sure Daniel loves. What do you think about the Quidditch in this movie? I can't remember it. Jesus Christ. I thought it was I thought it was quite more dynamically presented in this movie. It was definitely a better looking form of Quidditch yeah, in this. Like so. so much better than what yeah. it was in the last like five movies. Yeah. Uh and I was just like, Ginny's growing on me on this scene. Like, yeah. She's like more interesting. Cormac absolutely looks like a toothpaste commercial guy deflecting the ball with style. And Ron looks like he's struggling. Hermione throws he's got that a- weird headgear on as well. Yeah, <laughs> Hermione throws a cheeky confundus to Cormac, letting in a goal and helping Ron. Mm. This scene is just so wholesome. Yeah, it is very nice. Like it's just the whole thing is just like the music, everything. It's wholesome. Uh, best Quidditch scene in the series, in my opinion. Um, just gonna it take was it. that good that I didn't remember it. Wow. Back at the common room, uh, Ron's boasting and he tells Hermione that uh, Cormac has a hard on for her. Meanwhile, Lavender looks <laughs> on. He does. He's like, oh, look, man. look, Cormac really likes you. Well, she, uh, she says he's vile or something. Yeah, he's, he's disgusting. Uh, meanwhile, Lavender looks on uh, and Hermione gets angry at Harry for getting good at potions because of the Half-Blood's book. Mm. Um she asks to have a look at it, at who it belongs to, and Harry refuses. Ginny pulls a sneaky, grabbing the book, and reads the name aloud. Uh, they transition through the pages to a snowy crossroads, where they continue their discussion and how Harry has become obsessed with the book. Along the pass, Harry catches Slughorn on his way to the three boom- broomsticks and asks the trio if they fancy a butterbeer. And all the um, the uh, Flitwick is like very avoidative of hanging out with Slughorn. You get the impression yeah. that he's a bit annoying. Yeah, you get like Slughorn does. He does. Most people don't like him. Yeah, he's just like he wants to be liked. 
a lot of the time, but he's just, yeah, he's a pain in the ass to talk to. Also, he gets smashed a lot. He likes having butterbeers. Yeah, you can. You can. Yeah, he likes his bevies. He looks. He does look like that guy that like you know buys wine by the case. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. Um, I mean. At the three broomsticks, Harry sits with the trio who know nothing about his and Dumbledore's plans and find him acting strange. Draco moves to a back room into the bathroom, and Ginny is getting macked on in the corner by Dean Thomas, and Ron gets salty. And Hermione makes a little <laughs> Hermione makes a little funny Freudian slip comment to Ron. Yeah, here. she's like, "What does she say?" She says, "Um, Ron's like, oh, I'm gonna have to leave. I can't watch that." And she's like, "It's just they're just, you know, they're just talking." And then she's like, "And snogging." And then he goes, "No, nah, we gotta go." And she's like, "Well, what would you do if Ginny walked in and you were snogging me? Would you say anything?" And then she's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> um. Slughorn already smashed approaches the table and spills his bevy all over Hermione. He invites Harry and, and Hermione to a supper party with a select few students. And I like the fact that Hermione gets invited just because of pure talent intelligent, yeah. and intelligence. Uh, Harry tells them that Dumbledore asks Harry to get, uh, get to know Slughorn. Yes. Uh, and Ron is absolutely oblivious to Hermione, uh, Hermione's approaches and let's face it, she's absolutely smoking by now i can say that she's 19 <laughs> okay <laughs> it's all good uh like legit girl next door shit now though like she's looking good now like you know like it's i'm not saying fine. anything you don't have to we know you're thinking it um on their way back to hogwarts i know you are on their way back to hogwarts a random girl named katie faints and starts levitating and gets absolutely body slammed by a curse. Those, it feels like a moment from The Conjuring, which we just, which we just yeah. before we did this podcast. <laughs> she gets nailed by this curse. She hits the ground with a thud, man. So loud. And it's all after touching a necklace. Uh, back at McGonagall's office, Katie's friend uh, says that she was given the package containing the necklace to her at Three Broomsticks in a bathroom and was to deliver the package to Dumbledore. Uh, the trio are left with McGonagall uh, and question why uh, they're always in the wrong place at the wrong time. But she was bewitched into taking it as well. Like some of the, She yes. had some sort of like mind control curse. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Snape examines the necklace and Harry says that Katie uh, wouldn't hurt a fly. Like he's yeah. like that she wouldn't do any of this. And Snape asks Harry what evidence he has to back that up also whilst throwing some shade at him, mm. just generally. He always has to throw shade at him. He sees his papa too much and he's like, I don't like you. He's, it's it's funny because um, yeah. when he says, he's like, Harry's like, I just know it's Draco. And he's like, you just know. <laughs> you he has that cool line too where he says, um, when McGonagall says, oh, like, what is it? Severus, you know, the yeah. curse. And he goes, I think Miss Bell's lucky to be alive. Like yes. And um, you're starting to sort of see how respected Snape is as mm. a wizard yeah. by other wizards. Pretty much everyone else. This, this movie, you start to see that. I think it start to. It's, it is explained in this book, yeah, but he is up there with Voldemort and Dumbledore. Like yeah. he's in that top three conversation. Yeah, kind of. this he is, is why like, he'd be like the he'd, to do like a tennis thing. He'd be like the Andy Murray to kind of like Federer, Nadal, Djokovic kind of thing. Pretty much. As yeah. a as a viewer, and you you haven't read the books and you don't know what's coming up in the next films, films, you can see that there is like Snape's in the middle, right? Voldemort's smart. How does he not know that Snape's not 100% with his crew? Because Snape's clever. Snape's been playing. Snape's, Snape He's is playing at this game. point 
a double agent, but we don't know for which side. Mm. Pretty much. But uh, Bellatrix has a... You can tell, like in that opening scene. She has suspicions, suspicions but, but so yeah. does the other people. So do the other... Harry and all that suspicious. Well. McGonagall's slightly suspicious. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, I find it weird how... You don't, know, you, this... you don't know where his allegiance truly lies. Well, this is also what this film's... But, and yeah. I know I say themes a lot, but this is the, the theme of the film and it's trust. The whole movie, there's this uh, this form of trust, this idea of trust me, yeah. trust me. Uh, you have to trust Dumbledore, trust Snape, yeah. trust the order, you know, yeah. trust Harry for his decisions on things when he takes the Felix Felissa later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm. a, it's pretty much the run of the films. The idea behind it, I think, is the biggest one is trust. I love that moment at the start though when Bellatrix is questioning him and she says, and he says, oh, you know, I've played my part well. And I've been able to fool one of the greatest wizards of all time. Mm. And she snorts and he's like, Dumbledore is yeah. like, great. You're an idiot if you don't yeah. think so. Yeah. Um, Harry lays in bed in the common room and follows Malfoy on the Marauder's map. Harry and Ron have a D- this is pretty cool. A DNM and let loose their thoughts on Ginny and Hermione that are bottled. Uh, kind of. Like they kind of like let it slip that both of them have got nice skin yeah creepy <laughs> sounds like something uh, buffalo bill would say <laughs> well they're just uh, they're without fully saying what they want to say yeah. yeah uh the two go to sleep as harry watches on uh following malfoy and the marauders map at slughorn's supper party he chats to each student about their parents and people they know uh belby's uncle invented wolfsbane mm. now belby here's something interesting Four days after Belby finished his shooting, the guy who played the, the role, yep. he was in a bar fight, stabbed and died. Oh, wow. shit. Yeah. So, he was protecting his 16-year-old sister in a bar fight, wow. got stabbed and died. There you go. Shit. The more you know. Cormac's father uh, is working with the ministry and Hermione's parents are, well, dentists. Uh, so, they're loaded is what we're trying to say. Yeah. They're Fucking, they got yeah. some money. <laughs> Bank. Um, Ginny enters and she's been fighting with Dean because she's red-eyed. Uh, Harry has a bit of a moment and stands there before she sits down being a gentleman. It's a very Mad Men moment. Yeah. You know, in the show Mad Men, they're always, whenever women enter the room in the they, 60s, they they're always standing stand up. up. Yeah. 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 Um, Slug, Slughorn is on it. He's like, I can see this shit going down. <laughs> you know, he knows. Um, uh Sorry, I also, it's funny that Slughorn, Slughorn's always calling Ron Wallenby. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, good to see you, Wallenby. <laughs> he You're says like, it in the three rooms. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> or it just shows how much he just doesn't, doesn't see. Care for doesn't him. care anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I just have a note here saying Cormac is filth. The group leaves dinner and <laughs> Harry stays back to have a chat with Slughorn, using the Slytherin hourglass as a combo starter. He explains the sand runs in accordance to the conversation. And Slughorn says that the most most of the wizards, most of the kids won't make the shelf, and that he's the most accomplished uh, wizard and witch. Uh, but they, ha- but Harry already has made the shelf. Like he's mm-hmm. like already made it, with no tact at all. Harry asks if Voldemort made the shelf. Yeah, <laughs> he's like says so Voldemort made the shelf. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> See, he, he's not no tact in this film. Nah. With conversation. Is it in this scene or the one earlier where he says he makes a comment about Harry's mum and says that. Um, it's remarkable how gifted she was considering she was muggle-born. Yeah. And Harry says, one of my best friends is muggle-born. She's amazing. But Slughorn is like, oh, no, I don't mean... In, yeah. I just mean like it's actually 
incredible that she's come from a like that she's actually as exceptional as she is like, because yeah because she didn't know in like, a non-racist way he's yeah. trying to, but he is still being racist but yeah yeah <laughs> that's um, the that's the character that slughorn is like he's well-meaning but doesn't think things through before he yeah. says them kind of thing. Yeah. Harry asks what Tom was like and that he wants to know more about him because he killed his parents. Mm. Which was a gent... There's some tact. Yeah, you know, I'm like, smart. Yeah. Uh, Slughorn apologizes, explaining that when he met Tom, he was an aspiring student, was charismatic and nothing more. Mm. Uh, but a monster existed inside of him. He said if it, if it existed, it was buried deep. Yeah. Uh, in the Great Hall, Ron is suited up in Quidditch gear and he's feeling pressure. He asks the others how dinner was. Mine explains it was boring, gives a nod to Harry that he's keen for some dessert. Um, some vanilla cherry top dessert. Ron, <laughs> don't worry. Uh, Ron is being a dick to Hermione again and Lavender wishes Ron luck. Ultra creepy. Uh, it, like she does it real creepy like she's like, Yeah, she's hectic, Lavender. <sighs> uh, Harry gives Ron some ice. And is interrupted by Luna looking like he's straight out of a Lion King theatre recital. You mean he gives him the Felix Felicis? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no. Harry gives Ron some drink. Sorry. It's, I don't know why it says ice. I think because I was thinking of ice cubes. Because uh. he drops it in there. I thought you meant crystal meth. No. <laughs> yeah, it's <awesome. laughs> no, 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 wow. no. Yeah, I know. With my jokes, it would have been something like that at the moment. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was supposed to be like a drink. Um, and... Uh, Luna's looking straight out of Lion King Theatre recital. She gives away that Harry slipped some... Maybe it was. Harry slipped some Mickeys into Ronnie's bubbly. And uh, uh, Harry... Sli- uh, well, he gave him the, the, the Felix Felix, the luck potion. Yeah. And Ron drinks it and is absolutely fired for the match now. He's like, let's do this. Yeah. Um, Luna's at- also wearing that hectic Gryffindor, Gryffindor headwear. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, she yeah, looks yeah. like straight out of Lion King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, out in the field, shit is hectic, and Ron is just absolutely ripping his goalie keeper. Um, also, Quidditch for the first time uh, actually looks proper good. Like it, yeah. like yeah, it was piece better. Like the yeah, like I think it's because it's got the green screen, and everything. Like yeah. it looks right. I think the I think part of the reason that it feels more engaging in this is that it's actually um, the, the first ones do that thing where it's kind of like the fault of sports movies where they you being told what's happening in the thing by the commentators. Yeah. Which is not... Yeah. But now this one is actually like you feel like you're on the field and it's actually like you're actually engaging with the with the match. Yeah. And it's the same sort of thing when you watch like a, you know, like a, uh, a live concert in a movie. Yeah. A lot of them which would not present it like very well. But then remember Walk the Line? That for yeah. me was one that changed it because it just left you on the stage mm. with the Fuck, with the musicians and didn't put you in the audience. Yeah. It didn't even show the audience. Mm. And I just sort of think that this does the same thing with yeah. Quidditch now. Yeah. In the common room, Ron is getting some uh, praise from his peers. Harry reveals that he never used the potion on Ron at all and it was all his confidence. And Harry's very happy to let Ron have the limelight for a little bit. He's yeah. standing back like a supportive friend. Yeah, which is good. Opposite you know. of what Ron did to him when he got into the yeah, yeah, Trivers tournament. Yeah. Dick. Um, <laughs> Lavender snogs Ron. Snogs. Ron. Yeah, just jumps up and snogs him in yeah, front of everyone. Just, she's hectic. It's bold. Huh? What a bold move. I know. From her. She's just wanting it. And Ron <laughs> and breaks Hermione's heart. Yeah. Harry consults her. This is a really cool scene. It is a nice scene. Yeah. Harry consults her in the stairwell as she cries. Little birds fly around her and she yeah. says she's practicing a charm. Uh, she asks if it feels the same as when. How it feels when he sees Dean and Ginny together. And uh, Ron runs into the room and with Lavender as they search for a place to just a bone. You just know it. 
<laughs> they get something's happening. I don't know if it's all snogging anymore. I mean, they're finding dark places now. You know? Just saying. You're so hectic in this episode. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> For a small moment, Ron takes... Let's get into that time with them, you know? Like, they're wanting it. For a small moment, Ron takes genuine concern about... But Hermione shoots the birds at him in anger at his stupidity. Harry says it feels like this. Like, this is what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Around the castle, Ron and Lavender make out, and in the towers above, Draco looks over the horizon of Hogwarts. Mini montage occurs. Harry That's, and Ron... That feels the most Prisoner of Azkaban to yeah. that moment when they sweep out in the castle and show Malfoy yeah. standing high above. Like, yeah. It's nice. David Yates seems to have gone in and taken sections... From everyone. Yeah, yeah. and done little things, yeah. which I think is really good. Good yeah. decision. It's a cool shot, though. I like seeing that looming, Draco looming over everything. Yeah. Um, Harry and Ron walk the halls. It's like a mini montage now. They walk the halls and Ron talks about Lavender. Hermione talks to Harry in the library about how she wanted to go to Slughorn's party with Ron, but that's not the case now. Harry suggests they go together as friends, but she's already taken someone. It's funny when she's like, oh, yeah. God, why didn't I think of that? that? Yeah, she really <laughs> doesn't want to go whoever it is. Hermione tells him that Ramil Devane is into him. She's been trying to slip him love potion for a little while now. Hermione says she's only into Harry because he thinks he's his chosen one. And he's like, yeah, because I fucking am. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah, cool. he owns like, it. Yeah. Um, Harry ends up taking Luna. She tells him. She's uh, sleepwalking, so she wears shoes all the time. Uh, Malfoy sits in a window, archway, being all emo. Uh, Draco enters the room, requirements to look at the box. He puts in an apple, chants a spell, and it disappears. He rechants the spell, and the apple is back. Now with a bite. Bite taken at it. At Slughorn's party, Harry snaps a pick with the slug himself. Neville shows up, looking like a sailor, handing out drinks before Harry spots Hermione across the room. Harry asks where she's been. She tells him he's been. she's been trying to escape Cormac and left him under some mistletoe. She wanted to annoy Ron, and that's why she's taken him. Yep. Cormac returns and Hermione <laughs> skittles off. Cool cool shot. Yeah. Like, she's pretty quick on her feet to get yeah. the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um, Cormac starts scoffing dragon's breath and asks Harry what it is. Uh, Harry tells him it's dragon's balls. Yeah. <laughs> to which Snape enters the chat and receives a generous dose of Cormac bomb. On his shoes. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Snape he, gives him a month's detention for this just, He just keeps it, keeps his cool as always. I don't know. Month of detention for you, <laughs> Cormac. <laughs> um, Snape gives him... Yeah, so Snape then gives Harry some news that Dumbledore's traveling and won't return. No. Until <laughs> next time. <laughs> Where's he traveling? And Snape just stares at him and just walks away. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, none of your fucking anything. business. Um, Filch <laughs> walks in with Draco and makes a scene and Snape says he'll escort him out and... And the party continues. It's yeah. a really like I get it, but I don't really mind. Fun. I don't mind seeing a bit of fun for them before. I think because I'm conscious of what's coming for them, it's nice to see the characters enjoying themselves. Yep. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, um, I guess this is important. I guess in the halls, Draco says he might be he might have hexed the girl um, before, and Snape gets angry. Snape says that he wants to help uh, since he's sworn to protect Draco, but Draco insists that he's chosen and it's his moment. Mm. Harry listens on in the shadows. Yeah. Uh, there's a sick train shot in the snow. Fucking cool shot with the like train running through the snow. Mm. Um, Harry and Ron talk on the train carriage. Outside of the carriage, Lavender appears and she blows uh, the on the glass. She, she freezes on it, yeah. 
and making a heart, like the most intricate heart drawing takes so much time. Harry's it's... sitting there awkwardly like playing with playing the chair. Playing with the chair, yeah. <laughs> Apparently that's there on the real set. Like if you go visit it. Really? Like if there. you go... Oh, really? No, no, like it's it's like imprinted. Oh, on it. it's oh, imprinted yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, Ron's angry because all he wants to do is... It, all she wants to do is snog and his lips are chapped the shit. Uh, Harry asks, what happens if the if you break an unbreakable curse and Ron's pretty much like you die? Yeah. At the Weasley's dinner, Harry tells Lupin about what he heard with Draco. There's a lot of dialogue this scenes, these two scenes here. Mm-hmm. Um, Lupin says Snape might just be trying to find information. Uh, Tonks is unsure of that. Uh, Lupin explains that it's all about how Dumbledore trusts... Uh, how they trust how Dumbledore. How they trust Dumbledore, trust Dumbledore. And, yep. and how Dumbledore trusts Snape and that he must believe he's right. Mm. Like, if they fight between each other, they're doomed. Mm. Uh, Lupin and Tonks leave the room and Arthur spots um, and Arthur chills with Harry. Uh, Ginny enters though with some mad treats and Arthur leaves all awkward. He's like, I can see some something's popping off. It's yeah, real he's, weird. He, I think he's sort of happy for Harry and Jean, uh, yeah. Ginny to get together. Mm. Well, he's already seen Harry like a son. Yeah. So it's almost like yeah. if there was anyone for my daughter. Yeah. I mean, the chosen one. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. Mm. Um, Ginny feeds Harry. Uh, they have a moment and Ron comes in and sits between them majorly cock-blocking him. I mean, like, this is... <laughs> he's conscious of what he's doing. Like. He's so conscious. <laughs> I mean, he's, he sits there with a pile of treats, just ready to scoff. Yeah. Um, in Arthur's shed of muggle trash, Arthur talks to Harry. Um, he says that the Weasleys are being followed lately. And he brings up that Dumbledore's... Uh, Harry brings up Dumbledore's travel and Arthur says the Ministry doesn't know about it. And that's probably how mm. Dumbledore wants it. Yeah. Um, he also said he sent investigators to Borgen and Burks and that Draco was interested in a vanishing cabinet, which makes just makes people vanish. That was yeah. it. When the Death um, Eaters used to come back in the day in the first Wizarding War. Yeah, but he says it just used to make them vanish for a little while. They disappeared for like an hour or so. Yeah. yeah. But it was to hide from like... It's sort of... A, it's a bit of a um, metaphor for what would have happened during the World War II when the Nazis would come and they would oh. hide people hide Jewish people Behind, in their houses. Yeah. That's, what, oh. that's how I interpreted it anyway. Well, interesting. Yeah. Just on this cabinet, you think they'll know you can bring things back? What do you mean? No, but it just used to make them disappear. That's what he explains. Yeah, I know. Because but- it was supposed to, they were supposed to look like normal cabinets as well. Yeah, but how come um, Draco can bring things back? No, because the, it's explained later, but it's not, he's, they've kind of rigged the system differently to what right. it used to be used okay. as. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Harry asks what it, what it, um, where it is, where's the cabinet, and he says it's still at Borgen and Burks, mm. still there. Yeah. Uh, Lupin and Tonks go to leave, and uh, Lupin can feel people watching in the tall grass. He's like, oh, something's wrong. Uh, Harry has another running with Jeannie straight out of the shower, and she ties his shoelace and wishes him a Merry Christmas. They get close, and Harry's cock-pocked again by Bellatrix's fiery entrance. He is. You're shaking your head like uh, all I'm saying is filth for the whole episode. This is not filth. He is. This is the next... This, again. Did you have a full sack while writing this up? Mm, wow. <laughs> um, see, that's something I'd cut. A blaze circles the there. house and... A blaze circle the house and um, Bellatrix runs into the high grass. Harry follows. This was a cool scene. Yeah. She chants uh, the same thing that she yelled in order when she yeah. killed, I killed Sirius Black, you're going to get me. She yells that out again. Yeah. The others try to follow Harry, but the fire's circle closes, fully yep. closes. Ginny runs out like a boss and jumps the flames. Yeah. 
What? Ginny's so, Ginny's like so much more confident She's in this movie. So much better in this movie. Um, and I absolutely love the high frame rate of this shot where they're, like, yeah, they're yeah. running through. Yeah. Seems like they just ramp the frame rate like yeah, crazy. Yeah, did something. Um, and also they made the sound of the grass way louder, like <laughs> running yeah. through it. Uh, Ginny stops running out, um, running, and the and out of the grass comes Fenrir Greyback. He's absolutely terrifying. Mm. This is horrifying. This yeah. character in this scene. Um, Harry throws a stupefy at him, which he blocks and flies away from them. Uh, Lupin and Tonks catch up, and the four stand back to back to deflect spells. The Death Eaters fly off. And back to the Weasley's house. How cool is that moment where they're standing and they're just deflecting all the spells that are flying? Yeah, yeah. Pum, pum, pum. yeah it's really cool. The sound effects are so cool, those magic mm. um, spells. Um, so they, they fly back to the Weasley's house and they set it alight. Molly Weasley and the others watch on as their house burns and the Death Eaters leave. And this is a completely film original scene. This doesn't happen in the book. Yeah, at all. really? Yeah. No. Yeah. They don't, the house doesn't get invaded at all. Mm. Wow. Yeah. It's cool because I, I think even like, I think this was a, a point in time where Molly Weasley, the, the, the woman who plays Molly Weasley, she could really pull some stops on performance just with simple using use of eyes. Yeah, yeah. Like you can see she's glassy-eyed in that scene. Yeah. It's yeah. so cool. Mm. She has another moment in the next movie as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Back at Hogwarts, Hermione talks to Harry in the halls. She's like, you guys are lucky. They pass Ron with Lavender and she's giving him a necklace. Hermione leaves. She's just like, oh, I don't want to see this. Mm. Uh, back in Dumbledore's office, Harry enters the pensive again. I like now that they're just jumping straight into the pensive. Yeah. They're not like having him get to the office, have a chat with him. It's just boom, we're in the pensive. Um, Tom sits with Slughorn in the flashback. Tom Riddle sits with Slughorn, uh, greasing him up with pineapple treats and the slug pack. Slughorn sends them to bed and Tom stays back um, to ask Slughorn uh, about something. Uh, and he tells Slughorn to leave. He gets angry at him. He's like... Uh, Slughorn found... tells him to leave. Yeah, Slughorn yeah. tells Tom to leave. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I, I found something in the Forbidden Library. Yeah. He's like, can you tell me about... And it goes... Whoa, 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 whoa. But it's, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. But it's very off because he tells him to leave and like Tom Riddle has no reaction to the... Yeah. yeah. Uh, to him going like, get out. Yeah. Going nuts at him. Um, back in Dumbledore's office, Dumbledore tells Harry that it's an important memory, but the events at the end have been tampered with because of personal shame. Mm. Uh, Dumbledore wants Harry to get Slughorn to divulge the real memory. And Harry's like, I'm not sure I can get it. And Dumbledore's like, uh, you got to do it. Without it, we have nothing. And yeah, we're blind. We've got nothing to do. Harry confronts Slughorn with almost the same wording as Tom did, asking him if there's any magic he can teach them. It's um, weird choice to attack it like that. Like that. I keep saying Slughorn uh, then deflects the question saying that Snape is the better person to ask since he's defense against the Dark Arch. Mm. And uh, Slughorn says it's best to stay out of that type of magic. Harry with zero tact again asks if that's what he said to Tom Riddle when he came asking questions. Mm. You're like, dude subtle. Subtlety. <laughs> you know, like, come on. You're not going to get anything without subtlety here. <laughs> Um, Slughorn expects that Dumbledore put him up to this. That night, Harry goes to see Slughorn, but he says he's busy. Ron, back in the common room, has pigged out on chocolates laced with love potion that was meant for Harry and was a gift from, from Ramilda Vane. Ron's all infatuated with Ramilda now. He's pretty funny in this scene, hey? He's great. Yeah. He's good. yeah. <laughs> he's like, Look at the moon. Yeah. <laughs> it's all like... And then when he's like, when, when Harry goes, 
well, you've been snogging her. And he's like, I've been snogging. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, Harry tells him he's going to introduce her. And he's like, okay. You know, follows him. Harry brings Ron a slughorn to get fixed. Harry apologizes uh, for um, beforehand and Slughorn accepts the apology. Slughorn mixes up a potion and gives it to ha- uh, gives it to Ron. Ron says he's feeling trash, so Slughorn's like, let's get some bevies in ya. <laughs> he pours a glass for all three. They chin-chin, and Ron takes a sip and instantly falls back into a fit. Is he foaming at the mouth? Yeah. 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 I like how... I like how Ron was first to go because he's always like a pig. Yeah. So it worked well. Straight for the food and drink. Mm. Harry jumps to action, grabbing an ingredient from Slughorn's potions case and placing it into the mouth of Ron. Dragon's liver or something like that. Um, It's called the Bazaar. Oh, yeah. Uh, He come and uh, Ron wakes up with a zinger. He's straight off zinger. He's like, you girls are going to kill me. Yeah, I like that one a lot. (laughs) Uh, at the hospital wing, the teachers visit Ron. Dumbledore commends Harry on using the bazaar. Uh, they suspect that the poison came from the mead and Dumbledore asks who gifted mm. the mead to him. Slughorn says he's going to give the, the gift to Dumbledore. Yeah. He doesn't really say who it is. He's just like... No, no. Slughorn bought it to give to Dumbledore. Oh, okay. It was a gift that he was going to give. Right. Yes. But Drake did it, didn't he? Yeah. Well, Obviously. Yeah. Uh, Lavender runs in and spots Hermione and the claws come out. Ron comes to... In the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Ron comes to just a smidge and whispers Hermione's name. Lavender runs out distraught and Dumbledore exclaims, (laughs) Oh, to be young and Phil loves keen stick. (laughs) (laughs) Snape, just no expression on his face the whole time. (laughs) The rest leave and Hermione sits on holding Ron's hand. Uh, she tells Harry to shut up. Yeah, oh, shut, shut up. up, mate. And she's smiling. She's yeah. like, it's such a wholesome scene yet nice, again. Yeah. It's great. Harry spots Draco and follows down the hall. Draco loses Harry in the room of requirements. Uh, and Draco puts a little bird in the box. He opens it and it's gone. In Borkin and Burks, you can hear the bird uh, you know, yeah, tweeting. around, tweeting around. Draco opens the box and find the bird, finds the bird dead. Yet again, just another like, remember... We're giving you a little extra here on Draco. But also, and how he breaks down when that happens too is quite poignant. Yeah, he doesn't like. It's sort of showing that he's crumbling under the pressure of this task. And also he's killed an innocent creature, I think as well. It's like showing that Draco is actually perhaps not that capable of evil. Going down. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, Was you going to say something? No, you can tell he's more of a human human character. Not just a... You know, not just the moustache twirling villain like yeah. he has been. Yeah. His dad's the same, man. Yeah. Well, his dad, like I said in the last one, you start to see more complexity of his dad in that mm-hmm. he didn't want to just kill the kids. No. And he's trying to, like, there's the Malfoys, you can sense a shift mm. in them. Yeah. In the Great Hall, Lavender stares off with Ron. <laughs> I love that shot. Yeah. She's got, like, the spoon on the table. It's like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, he starts making it snow and asks Hermione how Lavender and him broke up again he's like how does we do how that happen she tells him he, he talked in his sleep at the hospital and uh he's happy not to be with her anymore but she seems way angry hermione asks ron if he remembers anything he says no harry reads uh, uh in the half-blood prince book sectum sempra mm-hmm. a spell for enemies katie bell walks in and harry confronts her she says she can't remember who cursed her and draco watches on nervously and leaves in a rush harry follows him mm. Draco enters the bathroom and starts breaking down crying. Uh, Harry confronts him and accuses him of the hex against Katie. 
That starts, uh, they start battling and shooting off quick shots. Harry shoots the Sectum Sempra and Draco starts to bleed out all over his chest. It's like he's been cut up. It's like a sword strike. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. Sectum, I imagine that's Latin for cut. Right. And yeah, it's, it'd be some sort of Latin phrase. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Snape enters and helps Draco. It's crazy too when he when it does hit him, it just knocks Draco like... Boom. Yeah. It's, a cool, it's actually a cool duel how they're like... It's kind of like an espionage movie. Like they're looking under the toilet block at each other. Yeah. They're trying to get the jump on one another. It's kind of like... It's, yeah, it's, it's really like an, well uh, shot, that mission. scene. What's mm. the last mission impossible when they're in the, in the toilet? Fallout. Yeah yeah. 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 Yeah, but it's not as cool as when, you know... Yeah. What's his name? Coxie's arms like shotgun. Um, uh, the trio... Uh, so Snape enters and helps Draco and Harry leaves. The trio plus Ginny sits staring at the potions book in silence. Ginny's like, you got to get rid of that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ginny tells Harry to take her hand and they enter the room of requirements. This scene's yet again wholesome. Mm. So nice. It's a well shot scene. You feel like they're really growing. Yeah. You know? um, they enter the room of requirements... She says they need to hide it in the room. Hide it in the room. Harry finds the vanishing box and a black canary flies out. Yeah. Which is interesting. There's a white canary went in there later and yeah. then a black canary came out as if yeah. like bad things are coming through it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in an oddly tender moment, Ginny takes the book to hide and tells Harry to close his eyes with like full-blown like Last of Us guitar music playing in the background. <laughs> yes. um, she returns and kisses him. Uh, in the halls, Harry is still pondering the moment and Ron catches up to him asking if him and Ginny hid the book. No, he um, says, did you and Ginny do, do it? it? And Harry's like, yeah. what? what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is where, like, obviously I'm getting tired because there's no more jokes. I'm just like, I've, I've gotten tired. Uh, they run into Slughorn in the hall and he turns around and walks in the other direction. Ron says there's still no luck with Slughorn then, which sparks Harry a about the luck potion uh back in the con room he drinks it down ron and hermione are like yo we have a plan to follow here mm. and harry's like you're not i'm going to hagrid's because i feel like it's the right place to be mm. trust me trust me mm. yeah main word trust right it's the place to be you know what i mean yeah he's very much like what a person is like on mdma in this scene i know right <laughs> it's true <laughs> He's like he has that moment, like, like he's coming up now, um, where he's like, mm, never really liked the creatures, yeah, with like the the um, plants, yeah. yeah. Uh, Harry runs into Slughorn while he's uh, trying to illegally harvest some tentacular that leaves uh, leaves that run ten uh, twelve gallons, uh, ten gallons on the black market. Uh, Slughorn asks how he got out of the castle and Harry's like through the front door. Is it, I like Slughorn too and he's like, it gets 10 gallons on the black market. Not that I'm interested in that kind of thing, purely yeah. educational purposes. Yeah. <laughs> Some reason he reminds me of Bilbo Baggins. I don't know why, it just does. Probably a similar look. Yeah. 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 Similar voice kind of. Yeah. Um, uh, he says he just fancies visiting Hagrid. What are you doing? <laughs> you keep tacking the phone. Oh, are you looking f- at the time? <laughs> no, it's, it just keeps buzzing all the time. Oh, okay. Um, uh, just concentrate on your work there, mate. It's hard because I feel like you're like, wrap it up. And I'm like... <laughs> don't, don't let <laughs> him do that to you. Yeah. Your fidgeting is distracting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Slughorn, exclaims, uh, Slughorn exclaims it's getting dark and that he can't let him go out at night. Harry tells Slughorn to join him. Uh, they get to Hagrid's and they see that the Acromantula... Ar- uh, Aragorg. Aragorg has died. Looking very, uh, looking a lot so smaller. smaller. Way smaller. I read about this though. I read about Wait, the. Is that, is I read about the... the theory behind why it's smaller. Why? 
Because uh, it's because he's older and he's at the end of his age. But, but the spiders shrink when they die. Oh, they do. They lose all of their like their um, what is it? The water that's inside yeah. their body. They, do you know? They do you know they, they that's actually another prop. That's a prop. Another one that they they built again yeah, or re- repurposed it for this. Yeah. And the the dudes actually gave it a send off, and they were actually like sad really? to say goodbye to their oh, their wow. like their work. creation. Wow. Yeah. So that was the one that was in the first, second second movie. one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Slughorn harvests some of his venom and they yep. again being like how good, is he? how good is this stuff it's rare I'm gonna keep purely it. educational yeah <laughs> and they have a funeral and say some words <laughs> Slughorn Slughorn is good, 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 off, good off the cuff with a speech yeah actually you know this reminds me of um, oh, the last crusade in the Jones the the sidekick the old guy the white hair um, oh, what's his name yeah, you, know, oh. you know how he goes. He'll blend in, disappear. That guy. Yeah. Oh, you're testing me. That that guy. That's what he reminds me of. <laughs> Just like a bumbling fool. Yeah. Um, and there's like a genuine beautiful landscape shot here from behind. Mm. Like you see the Hogwarts mm. castle and also the landscape. It's so cool. Just dramatic Scotland scenery is always very nice. Yeah. Highland scenery. Yeah. Um, Hagrid and Slughorn uh, get sloshed and start singing. And talking about old nostalgic stories, Hagrid passes out. This is a cool. It's a cool little scene. This yeah. one, I think, it's very cute. Hagrid also gets that cool moment with the necklace earlier when he comes in. He's like, "Do not touch that!" And he comes in. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like, right. Yeah. Peers out of the snow. He's very cool. <laughs> um. Uh, Slughorn exclaims that a student gave him a fish as a gift. He found a bowl on his desk with a flower in it floating at the top. It sunk. And before it touched the bottom, it turned into a fish. The flower petal was a lily. And it was the day that the fish died. That was the day that Voldemort killed Lily Potter. Because she gave it. She gave it to him. Yeah. Mm. Slughorn says he can't help Harry. He's like, he knows straight away what Harry's wanting to ask him now. So he can't help Harry. Harry explains that he survived because of his mother's love and sacrifice. And he says he needs to know. Mm. You know don't let her die in vain. Like, tell me happened yeah um slughorn asks him not to judge him and, and that you know tom was a very different person back in those days and he extracts the memory with harry and takes it with care and respect but harry puts his hand on like slughorn's hand yeah as he does it to be it's like, a nice we can't have to do this you don't have to do this on your own yeah, yeah. it's really cool yeah um he also says when when slughorn says don't use the name voldemort and he just goes i'm not scared of the name, name. Like, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, back at the pensive, Harry watches the memory. Uh, Tom asks about Horcruxes. Slughorn explains it's an object that a person conceals a part of their soul. It protects the person if anything was to happen to them since a part of their soul lives on. And to split the soul, one must kill someone. Tom asks if he could split the soul seven times. And Slughorn is like, isn't it bad enough killing one person yeah. and mm-hmm. splitting So we really soul? see that Slughorn is not affiliated with evil no, no he and likes and, good Slug- things. And, and this is what i was saying like slughorn is a representation of what slytherins can be yes very successful um intelligent hard-working just like people like that. yeah and mm-hmm. they do do things that are questionable or morally questionable but not completely like they're not things like killing someone no no you know like things like you know taking some leaves <laughs> Yeah, I just think it's important to. I think venom. it's important to reflect on that because Slytherins get. Oh, they get shit on the all the time. <laughs> um, back at Dumbledore's office, Dumbledore's stunned. He shows Harry the book from Chamber of Secrets, 
which was a Horcrux. I think it's the thing is it's not Dumbledore isn't shocked by the fact that he's made Horcruxes. It's the sheer number of Horcruxes he's made. Yeah, Yeah, he's like seven. Yeah, the shit. But then again, like I mean, we looked at the seven stones on the windowsill before. Mm. It's that kind of. I mean, it would have been hard to connect, but we get seven. Um. Uh, he shows Harry the ring from Voldemort's mother and discloses that the other Horcruxes uh, will be hard to find than destroy. Harry does this little... He, does, he says that because he says, he says about the ring, he goes, even more difficult to destroy, and he references his hand. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. when So that's it. when you know that that's what's called. But there's a reason yeah. why that one is way more difficult to destroy more than any of the others. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll get to that in the future. Yes, we will. Yeah. Uh, Harry does this little Voldy. <laughs> Harry does this little Voldy neck thing again. He goes, yeah. uses his neck. He does that little neck thing. So he like, has a flash when he, when he yeah. goes to touch it. Yeah, yeah. Dumbledore yeah. explains. Yeah. It's I cool. That was, yeah, weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've noticed it more now that you've said it. Yeah. last week. Yeah. Uh, Dumbledore explains that he found another Horcrux and asks Harry to help him. Uh, Dumbledore and Snape stand atop the tower. Snape talks to, stalks to. Snape talks to Dumbledore, exclaiming that he asks too much of him and that he wishes not to continue. And Dumbledore's like, you must. Snape passes Harry on the stairwell and approaches um, and approaches Dumbledore. How cool is that uh, little pass that he does by Harry where he slows down and just stares at him? Yeah. Just this Dumbledore thing. Yeah. He knows it's coming. Oh, they both do. Well, that's why Snape's like, you ask too much of me. Yeah. Because so, he knows what's got to be done. Yeah. So Dumbledore's already dying. Though. Yeah, I know. At the end. Yeah, because that thing's taken over him, yeah? Mm. At the end of the, the part two of Hallows, do we find out? Well, you, you know that we're not going to answer this question. I know, but just say This is one of his shticks for the podcast. He, he goes, <laughs> if we're going to get this, and we go, well, you'll have to know. Yeah. Have <laughs> I'm to not telling you. <sighs> <laughs> all, tell you all I will tell you is things that get revealed in Deathly Hallows part two are some of the best examples of patience in storytelling yeah. and payoff that i've ever seen and that also means that you can't watch it early patience patience <laughs> patience and planning for a payoff that are just absolutely incredible yeah because okay. some people i've spoken to they haven't told me what happens but they said that not everything is explained it is it is yeah okay cool all right yeah uh, Dumbledore and Harry have a nice chat and then he tells Harry the place they're going is gravely dangerous and in that case he must follow exactly what he says to do like, yeah. no running away from what he says Harry agrees and Dumbledore tells Harry to take his arm they apparate to one of the coolest like production design locations ever yeah. uh, Stormy sees a rocky cliff face mm. staring into a dark cave and the music swells like the waves yeah. Um, they enter the cave. Dumbledore cuts himself to open a gate to a uh, a better to better wander deeper in. Uh, the only way to do it is to give blood from an intruder. Mm. They enter, and the cave is filled with large crystals around a lake. And this is where the movie goes black and white. Yeah, full yeah. black and white. Yeah. It's like basically full black and white. They dark, get man. rid of all saturation, yeah. and everything. Um, Dumbledore magically pulls a chain beneath the water using his wand. Not even his wand, doesn't he? He uses no, he his just, hand. Yes, um, Power of Dumbledore. Yeah. Um, they paddle. I love how it does it. Dude. The chain just yeah. comes up. Uh, they paddle to an island. Uh, and well, Harry pulls the, the chain and out from the water comes a boat. Mm. They And they're making a lot of illusions here. The illusions that you know, don't touch the water. Mm. 
Like every time he goes to nearly slip and touch the water, he's caught. <laughs> they do actually, interesting that we did the conjuring for this as well because there's a lot of camera sitting on the water making you feel like something's going to pop out. Yeah, That's true. Yeah. There's even the point yeah. in the conjuring we didn't talk about where like there's the girl underneath the water. Yeah. She's oh, a daughter. Yeah, that's right, the daughter, yeah. 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 That's um, yeah. Uh, They paddle to the island. Upon reaching the island, they find a basin in the center atop a crystal stand. Uh, Dumbledore explains that the water inside must all be drunk. Mm. And he reminds Harry of his conditions to do exactly what he says Make and tells him that... Goal, Harry. Yeah, so good. Tells him that no matter what, he must drink fully from the basin. Dumbledore drinks and instantly a reaction occurs. Harry scoops more water and makes him drink the water. Dumbledore pleads him not to give him any more. What a performance even, from Michael Gambon in this so scene. Good. He's so good in this scene. He even asks him to kill him. Yeah. Like, kill me. Kill me. Yeah. It's hectic. Uh, finishing the bowl, Dumbledore asks for water. I love how he does it. He goes, yeah. as if he's just like, oh, I'm parched. And you can yeah. see that he's so weakened by this potion. Yeah. yeah. There's the makeup on his face as well. So yeah. It looks more skeletal. Yeah. Um, at the bottom of the basin is a locket. Dumbledore continues to plead for water and Harry tries to conjure it, but can't pick it up with the shell. It's mm. like it mm. just doesn't exist. The whole room goes darker. Like so much darker. Because he's... Uh, he's- Lumos Maxima is like going under the water and coming back up and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Harry decides to try and take the water from the lake. The light dies as he dips the cup into the water b- below. A hand below mm. grabs his. Man, my writing's horrible. Uh, thousands of uh, disgusting, skinny, zombie-like things. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, pull Harry. I love how they're designed. Yeah. They're horrifying. <laughs> they pull him below the water and it shows how many there are. There's oh, thousands. so many of them. Yeah. Doesn't they're, So they're, they're a curse, I'm assuming. They're not- yeah. Just all the. I think they are not creatures. Not all the corpses of bodies that he's killed. No, I think they are creatures. There's. <laughs> yeah, they look all the same. They got a name. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's. They're just, they've probably been cursed in the location. Mm. Um. Above the surface, a blaze of orange fire appears and hits the creatures. Harry surfaces to witness Dumbledore laying waste with swirling fire <laughs> so to the cool. creatures. So cool. Awesome. He That's the front cover of the book, the original yeah. print of the book as well. Is that, yeah. that the image of them together with flames him flying around. flames around? So yeah. cool. When I was watching that, Lucas goes, oh, yeah, it's the front cover of the book. Yeah. yeah. And you go, see? Because it's right, it was right next to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, he parts uh, the flames like Moses and uh, the mm. wa- like the walls and leaves. Mm. A storm approaches Hogwarts. Draco enters the room of requirements and using the vanishing door, bringing the Death Eaters into Hogwarts. Do you see them come through or you just hear Bellatrix's laugh? You no, you see, see her step through. I do think you, you see know. her step through. Yeah. I think you do see him step through. Yeah. Um, Harry and Dumbledore return to the tower. Dumbledore sends Harry to get Snape, but is interrupted when they hear a door open downstairs. Mm. Dumbledore tells Harry to hide and no matter what, stay below. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he asks Harry to trust Different him. In the- trust in the book, he has his invisibility cloak on, and Snape um, petrif- uh, does the, pre- pre- the petrification spell. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So he can't move. So yes. that's a little change there. That maybe. makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Draco enters the tower with his wand drawn. Dumbledore tries his best to sway Draco, saying that he's no assassin. Uh, Dumbledore explains that Draco attempts. Also, a little. That Draco disarms him. Did you... Yeah, he. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting to yeah. that. Yeah. Because Dumbledore explains that Draco's attempts on with the necklace and the poison mead show he really doesn't want to do this. Mm. And Draco says he's been chosen and shows his Death Eater mark. Dumbledore tells him he'll make it easier for him and raises his wand, but Draco knocks the wand away mm. with an Expelliarmus. And obviously, Dumbledore let him do it. Yes. Uh, they hear a door open to the tower. And that's important, that scene. 
it's extremely important that scene. You don't know why yet. Yeah, I don't know why he wants to get let him to kill, no, get him to kill him. Him knocking the wand out of Dumbledore's hand is important. Mm. For which um, movie? The last film. Okay. Okay. Yeah, very much. <laughs> yes. Uh, something to keep in the memory bank. Dumbledore tells him he'll uh, make it easier for... Okay, yep, blah, blah, blah. They hear a door open to the tower and Dumbledore, noticing there's more Death Eaters coming, asks how Draco did it. Draco explains the cabinet and Dumbledore's like, it has a sister cabinet, right? Mm. So, you know, we know that this one is like a double, like it, yeah. it tra- it's a traveling type of This is of a thing. special system special vanishing of the vanishing cabinet, cabinet. like a teleportation one most yeah. of them didn't have another place to go to yeah. yeah Dumbledore tells Draco that he he knew a boy that chose to do wrong things and asks to help Draco he's like please let me help you yeah Draco unwanting to kill Dumbledore stalls you can see he's kind of stalling starting to lower his wand a little bit yeah yeah the other Death Eaters arrive and Snape sees Harry below him and tells him to be quiet he's like shh uh, Snape stops Draco and Dumbledore gives a last loving look at Harry. Snape faces his mentor and Dumbledore says, Severus, please. Snape shoots a Nevada cadaver, throwing Dumbledore off of the tower and killing him instantly. Now, at this point, I teared up. It was sad. It was, a, it was a really good shot. Yeah. It was a good I shot. I'm going, that was freaking awesome. Mm. The way that he looks down at Harry and gives him a moment of like, like he gives him a little smile, like mm. okay. it's your quest now. Yeah. yeah, but knowing that he did that for Harry, mm. yeah, yeah, and that's what I want to know why he did he knew that. what he had to do. Yeah, uh, the Death Eaters walk the halls, and Bellatrix, uh, Bellatrix destroys the Great Hall. They make their way down to Hagrid's hut. This is also a major change from the books because well. in the books, this is a full blown battle. Yeah, it's a battle all the way through between Hogwarts. the teachers and oh, the Death Eaters, they just and go nuts. yeah, it's full blown. Yeah. Um, Harry follows behind and confronts Snape because they burned down Hagrid's hut mm. as well. Um, he throws a spells at him to which Snape block before Bellatrix intervenes and knocks Harry on his ass. Snape snaps at Bellatrix and tells her that Harry's for the Dark Lord only. Harry tries to continue fighting against him, uh, casting Sectumsempra, but Snape deflects it and, hit, and knocks Harry back again. Snape approaches Harry stating, you dare use my own spells against yeah. me, Potter. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm the Half-Blood Prince. Yes. He kicks the wand from Harry's hand and runs away. Harry walks the courtyard towards Dumbledore's body. The teachers and students crowd around him. Harry leans down and brushes the hair from Dumbledore's face and retrieves the locket before saying his final goodbyes. Ginny comforts Harry as he mourns. The whole school lift their wands and shoot away the Death Eaters. So I'm getting goosebumps now just hearing so that. that scene. McGonagall starts it, doesn't she? Uh, yeah. yeah, she does. Shoots away the Death Eaters' um, mark by covering the skies with light. Mm. The Great Hall is silent. Dumbledore's office is untouched. And Harry enters it looking at a full mug, his spectacles on the desk. He picks up Dumbledore's wand and inspects it. McGonagall enters and tells Harry if he ever needs to talk, she's there. And that Harry meant a great deal to Dumbledore. Mm. In a picture in the corner, we watch Dumbledore sleep. Mm. Yeah, sick. And Harry leaves. Harry and Hermione talk on the tower. Harry feels guilty. He did nothing. He tells Hermione the locket is fake and inside it is a note saying that the person who took it is trying to destroy it. Mm. It's signed R-A-B. Hermione tells Harry that Ron's all good with him and Ginny uh, but to keep it behind closed doors. He's kind of like, just don't doesn't. Ron just doesn't know what to say in this moment. Yeah, he's just quiet. He's dealing with it all 
Uh, Harry sees, says he's not coming back to Hogwarts and that he has to find the Horcruxes. This is his, his journey now. Hermione says that he's going to need help. Mm-hmm. It's also cool uh, in this scene when Harry admits that Malfoy was not going to do... Yeah. Not going to yeah. kill him. He he's says like, he was lowering his wand. Yeah. Looking over the Hogwarts sunrise, Forks flies above and into the distance. The trio watch on as we fade to black. Now, question. Yes. Forks. Yes. What happens to him? He flies away. That's it. Because if you died, what happens to them? They phoenixes um, just grow back to life. Yeah. Well, no. But, but like, they, they, he will probably go and find another companion. Right. But they are supposedly one companion people until oh. death. They're the, the the Dumbledore family crest is a phoenix. Yes. Yeah. But they also always had phoenixes around. Yeah. That's their that's their animal. Right. So they'll probably he'll probably find the next companion. Mm. Um, yeah, um, so we now have some information that Declan's going to give us yep. about uh, some stuff that he learned from the books. I'm just gonna, I, just, I did actually note this all down, but I forgot my book. So I'm just going to use the, the pages to skim through. But all I right. do have a pretty good memory. Of well, while you do that, someone want to drop the facts for me? Dropping the facts. Factoids, factoids, giving you these factoids. Put it in a rap, boys. Something with some crap noise. How good was that one? Wow. <laughs> Love it. Um, uh, young Voldemort played by uh, was played by Hero Fines, Ralph Fines' nephew. Ah, interesting. Uh, there is no university for um, uh, wizards and witches. You must apprentice yourself with an expert of your chosen field. Defense Against the Dark Arts class is jinxed. Here you go. This is an interesting one. Oh, I was actually going to say that's part of the Voldemort backstory. Oh, is it? No, but say it. Okay. Yeah. Every teacher since 1956 has only lasted no more than one year as Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. So why is that? I'll get to, I'm about to answer that oh, for good, you. Good. Uh, only two, or, two of the six flashbacks are used in the film of Tom Riddle, which I think that is what Declan is going to enlighten us on. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Daniel Radcliffe hates his performance in this movie. He, uh, he I think was, he's one of his best. Yeah. Well, supposedly he was struggling with alcoholism in this yeah, film okay, yeah. and noticed he was blasted in one of the scenes. How old was he? 19. He would have been 19 or 20. I did hear that. Wow. He did have problems with alcoholism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Why do they all well, actors do that? I think it's when you're a kid, man, and when you're first doing it, it's all fun. But then as you start getting older, you realize the pressure that's on your shoulders, yeah. especially with a series like this. Mm-hmm. And he would have yeah. been, he would have been, he would have been, not, I don't know, he would have been so famous by this point. Yeah. But he's, a, I, he's pretty open about it. And it seems like he's dealt with it in a pretty healthy way. Yeah. So, yeah. Who I'd, kept all of his coin? Parents? No, he did. He, I actually They're watched, I watched actually on YouTube, it popped up like the final sort of like, behind the scenes of saying farewell to Harry Potter. Yeah, you I saw te- that too. You get teary you watch watching it, it man. <laughs> it's a good watch. watch. Yeah. 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 I'll wait until you've watched all the movies yeah. first though yeah. and then watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Voldy was born on New Year's Eve 1926. Right. Hmm. Um, Sirius was never in Slytherin, but all of the uh, other blacks were. And that's uh, kind of explained as right. to why Slughorn never really taught him. When he's the black sheep of the family. He was the black sheep of the family, not in Slytherin. Uh, The colour palettes and lighting in the film are heavily inspired by Dutch painter uh, Remembrant. Rembrandt. So, yeah. Rembrandt. So, that's why they're hectic colour grade. Rembrandt. How do you say it? I actually don't know the actual pronunciation. Oh, okay. It's the R's like... Yeah, I think so. 
Kenneth Branagh told uh, Daniel Radcliffe not to go for real tears and scenes ever, mm. to instead rely upon acting techniques. He was kind of like, man, you don't need to actually cry. I'll say though that can... Emma Watson does give a really good tear <sighs> in the Dumbledore like when they're all standing over Dumbledore putting the lights up to the thing. Yeah. Watson drops a huge Oh, tip. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 7,000 auditioned for Lavender Brown. Jeez. And Watson recommended Jessica Cave and she got the role, <laughs> but never auditioned uh, the same as the others. Wow. Right. Uh, also in the past, she was portrayed by uh, Kathleen McCauley, uh, uh, African-American actress. Oh, right. Well, uh, not, uh, not African-American, a black UK actress. Yeah. So used to saying African American. Yeah. Um, only Harry Potter movie to get a cinematography nom in the Academy Awards. It is quite oh, good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Computer graphics artist uh, Christopher Horvath spent eight months on the fire scene with Dumbledore alone. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, they were building at that time uh, realistic fire components and things like that. So right. this was the first time things like that were occurring. Rickman, f- um, filled with nostalgic glee. At Dumbledore's fall off the tower, he said he because he was on a, oh, the other of, end of it yeah, last time because of Die Hard, yeah, yeah, as oh, yeah. Hans Gruber, and he goes, it was cathartic to be on the other end. Um, Hans, uh, Dumbledore was 115 years old at the time of his death, and uh, f- um, Fenrir was the wolf who infected Remus. And that yes, was it. cool. That's cool. all the facts. Give us some info. So the reason I have actually put in the effort to do this is because this, these chapters that are cut out of the movie are some of my favourite in the whole Harry Potter series. They're the really books. good. Like when I read these, I was actually... This movie annoyed me for so long because they cut it out. Wow. You could almost make a prequel movie From out of this material on Voldemort. Which, if I may first, you're going to be doing for Deathly Hallows, Snape's yes. information. Part right? two. Awesome. Part yeah. two. Yes. Cool. Um. So... This then this stuff sort of shows the parallels between Harry and Voldemort a bit more as well. So basically, through the pensive Dumbledore throughout the year, you see more in the books of yeah. what happens between. And there's a memory from a member of the Ministry that went to investigate a house that had been causing trouble with Muggles. Yes, turns out to be Voldemort's ancestors, his grandfather and uncle, and his mother, who lived together in a shack, and they are the descendants of Slytherin, and they've been causing trouble with the muggles in the area. Yeah. And there's a rich man down the street, Tom Riddle. Yes. Who Voldemort's mum is in love with. So he's a handsome rich man. So Tom Riddle was never his name. He's never... He, so he took on well, a name, did he? he? Took, she gave him his dad's name. Oh, okay. And right. she she can't win him over because they live in a shack. They live in squalor. Yeah. And her grandfather and brother are horrible people. I can see where this is going already. She makes a love potion. Yeah. And bewitches him. And they marry and she becomes pregnant. But then when she becomes pregnant, she decides to unbewitch him, hoping that maybe he has actually fallen in love with her or that he'll stay for the child's sake. Mm. He doesn't and she's banished from her house by her family wow. because she bred with a muggle. Ends up at the orphanage where she gives birth mm-hmm. to Tom Riddle. Mm. There's a bit more that goes on at the orphanage and he's actually quite a sinister kid <laughs> yeah anyone there's a kid that bullies him yeah and the kid's rabbit is found hanging from the rafters holy oh, shit <laughs> so he's full-blown like going serial killer mode. yeah um like damien from the omen yeah. basically causing a lot of trouble is able to control animals 
control the will of animals. So cool. he made the rabbit hang itself, well, essentially. So he's doing the what's it called curse. He doesn't kind know he's of. doing it. He's doing it without a want. He's just wow. he's just willing himself to do these things. So it's like, but what do they call that curse? There's the Imperious. Imperious, yeah. And then the cave, the reason the cave is such a fundamental place for him yeah, is because he took that? two kids there when they were on a beach trip from the orphanage and did something so horrifying that neither of them would talk about the event afterwards. Do we know oh. what it is? No, never said. <laughs> Traumatized them. Something that's just left to the imagination, whatever it is. That is disgusting. I'm thinking of the worst things. But it, they're little kids, so I don't know. And I then, don't know. Well, it sounds like Tom Reynolds he's got heck. his <laughs> evil big boy pants on. So, And then we see, we see Dumbledore when he rocks up to take him. So that's shown in the movie. Yeah. But yeah. basically that cave and hanging. So we know that he's like pretty hectic already yeah. Yeah. as a kid. Yeah. Then he goes to Hogwarts where he's basically underground a great student. Yeah. He's... But Dumbledore keeps a watchful eye on him. Mm. But a distance, which is what I was saying, I think that the reason Dumbledore, or like a lot of other stuff happening as well, but part of the reason that Dumbledore looks after Harry so much is because he worries that he might have neglected Tom. Tom, yeah. Being that he was also an orphan, mm. yeah. you know, brought up in a bad household, same yeah. as Harry. Um, then so he opened the Chamber of Secrets and everything because yeah. he knows he can speak Parseltongue. Finds out about the Horcruxes from Slughorn. Yeah. I'm just going to skip to like those yeah, yeah, like yeah. most important parts. Yeah. Traces his ancestry. Yes. And he's convinced that he is of a powerful wizarding family. Yes. He must be because he's like this super powerful person. He wants to know why he ended up at the orphanage. Yes. Find, goes back to um, the Gaunt's house. Yes. His mother's house where he meets his uncle because his granddad's dead by this point. Yeah. He's horrified to see it, like what the, the squalor that he lives in. Mm. And his uncle's like, You look like that muggle that my sister married. So he looks like his dad. Mm. And then he goes, Who, What are you talking about? And that's when he clicks that that's his father. His father's a muggle. Mm. His first kills are his father, his grandmother, and his and the housekeeper. Wow. wow. So that's how he splits his soul for the first time. Wow. <laughs> and he takes the ring. He's from father. his father's house. That's yeah. the ring. And his mother. So what did his mother have? Wait, what's the ring the again? Well, it was the ring. It was just his it's family ring. ring the, the, his okay. ring. The black, is that, black is that like a Horcrux later on? Or? It what is a Horcrux. Horcrux. That's what yeah, he oh, splits. Dumbledore destroyed it. Right. Yeah, he splits his soul and then he gets put puts it in the ring. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I wonder what he... Yeah. So he kills his grandfather. Uncle. His uncle. No, no, then, no. Then he frames his uncle. He does a... Uh, obliviate curse. Oh, that's right. And so pretends and convinces his uncle that he was the one that killed wow. his father and all those people. So he gets arrested and sent to Azkaban for and that. And he kills the housekeeper. Shit. So I wonder what the housekeeper's Horcrux was at that point in time. I don't know if he used all three, but like he basically, you learn more about the Horcrux. I'm not going to say all the Horcruxes because they get revealed in the next couple of minutes. Yeah, they do, yeah. But then there are ones that you learn about in these flashbacks. Yeah. He, um, he basically goes through school not getting any trouble and yeah. they're basically like, well, you can do anything you want. You know, you're an exceptional wizard. You're smart and charming mm. and all that sort of stuff. But he's already split his soul at this point in time. Yeah. Um, he tries to get the job of Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher when he graduates. But right. he's refused by the principal, who is not Dumbledore ah. at this time. So I can't remember the guy's name. Interesting. Then he instead of he gets jobs offers at the ministry and everything. Doesn't mm. take him. He works at Borgen and Burks. Oh, oh okay. shit. Yeah. Where he comes across valuable magical 
artifacts. Yeah. Mm. That's where he gets the locket. Slytherin's locket. Yeah. And a couple of other things. He murders another lady who he takes them off. Right. That's, That's how he makes another Horcrux. Yeah. Then he basically vanishes for 10 years after that, goes underground. Mm. The name Lord Voldemort starts circulating. Yeah. Starts getting followers. He reappears at Hogwarts 10 years later. Dumbledore's now principal, headmaster. And he tries to apply for the defense against the Dark Arts teacher position again. Uh, as the Voldemort name? Yes. He's Lord Voldemort and he also looks like a snake. snake. And his nose is gone. His good looks are gone. His eyes are red. So wow. he's clearly done Looking some dark evil. shit and he's yeah. split his soul a fair few more times now. Yeah. Dumbledore basically says, they have like one of those, you know those conversations where they're being polite but each one knows yeah. the truth about the other? Yeah. Have one of those conversations where Dumbledore's like, I'm not giving you. So wait, is, this, yeah. is this in the book, is it? Yep. Wow. He's like, I'm not giving you this job. There's no way. Because I don't think you just want to be a teacher. I think you're up to something else. Yeah. And it's important because Hogwarts was Voldemort's home. He didn't, he was like Harry, just wanted yeah. to live at Hogwarts. He that didn't was, want to go back to his home. Yeah. He's pretty much after this homeless then. So he wanted to stay where he felt comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And then basically that's the last courteous conversation that he and Dumbledore ever have. And then the first wizarding war happens. Mm-hmm. Where, um, you know, all the bad shit happened. Last it lasts like ten years. That was anymore too. Yeah. So that. what happened in that war? That's where he attacked for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. With his followers and tried to take over. So basically, what's happening? And when Pretty Dumbledore formed the original Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. And then he finds the 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 prophecy and all that. Yeah. And that's when he decides to target Harry, bringing us to the events of Harry Potter currently transpiring. Wow. So much cool story back, but you're right. It could be a full other movie. This yeah. is probably a dumb question, but why? Oh man, my whole mind's confused. There's so much story going. <laughs> why? Why did he attack Harry for? Because of the. Prophecy. Is it revealed in this in Half Blood Prince? I guess it doesn't really matter to know now, does it? It doesn't spoil anything. Like Trelawney's it- prophecies have always been accurate. Trelawney has a prophecy. That basically says Trelawney's the that, one with the that, power. That with the, yeah, yeah. She says the one with the power to defeat the Dark Lord will be born at the end of whenever Harry, whatever month Harry's born in. Yeah, yeah. And he will have powers that the Dark Lord does not know. Mm. Um, and basically, we'll be able to defeat him. Yes, he's the chosen one to defeat him. And yes. then when it comes to the point, and it says that the Lord, the Dark Lord, will mark him as equal. Yes. So what happens is Voldemort worried about losing his power. The interesting thing, it could have been Neville. They yes. were born around the same time. Yeah, nearly the same day or something. Yeah, and it's it? people who have betrayed him three times, which both Neville's parents and Harry's parents had. Yeah. But he picked Harry. Who picked Harry? Voldemort. Right. So one, one group went to Neville's and then the other group went to Harry's. There were two Death Eater crews. Right, okay, to kill them. Yes. Yeah. One that went to Neville's, um, they didn't kill Neville. They, Neville no, wasn't they, tortured, there. they tortured his parents. That's right. But then oh. Voldemort... And they didn't give up where he was. And that's when Voldemort tries to kill Harry as a baby. Yes. And couldn't kill him. So that's he must be the right one. Yes. No, no. It's because of Harry's mum's love that, that oh, she yeah, was protected right, yeah. Yeah. from... He was protected from death. But there's more to Harry's story. So, but did they... At that point... So essentially, they... Voldemort created his enemy by even going to attack him in the yeah. first place. Mm. So there was this... Was this uh, yeah, actually, so that, that prophecy would have been he, said before Harry was born, yeah, obviously, because yeah. they went there to, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, well, the prophecy was said in a meeting with Dumbledore. Yeah. 
with with Trelawney. Trelawney was going for uh, the teacher for um, what is it called? Div- oh, divination. Divination. Okay. And as she was going for divination, uh, she went into a trance, said the prophecy, and that's the prophecy he was after in the Order of the Phoenix mm. in that room with the orb. So it's the same prophecy as the original. Um, you know what occurred. So. I just thought they could do. You know how they did the Joker, the last movie. Mm. They could do one with Voldemort. Like just that. call it Voldemort. I've thought how about it before. I thought it be? you could call it the Boy Who Lived as a little spin on the Harry Potter. How Ooh. good would it be like that? There you go. I'd do it. I'd, I'd be keen. No, it's done. Um, Dan, it's good. Oh, yes. Let's start with you. What are your final thoughts on this film, and what are you going to rate it? Uh, okay. Final thoughts are. At this point, I'm like, I just want to finish the whole series because I think it's getting, as you said, like they're all, yeah, where was my, my ratings? Yeah. Um, they're all getting, I think they're just getting better as they progress, but they're all sitting around, you know, that sort of same. I told you benchmark. once it hits order, they kind of just plateau until yeah. the final, to the end of the final bend kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Mm. And I'm just, just like, oh man, I just, want to, I just want to see what happens. I want to see what happens. Yeah, that's what happens all the time. So that's, so that's yeah. very hard. But yeah, look, the uh, there's a, there was a lot of cool scenes in it. I like how that, you know, every year just, or every movie you've seen, just seem age and it's like you're growing with the characters. Mm. Um, the cinematography again was excellent. Um, especially those Scotland scenes, man, amazing. So I want yeah. to go there. Uh, but yeah, look, it's... Uh, it's a tough one. Like to me, let me just bring up my my score. Uh, where are we? Oh, Jesus. Ah, terrible. Um, yeah. So basically, my recent scores I did. So first one's five, second one's five, third one's eight. Then it was 8.5, then seven. This I thought was pretty much in between the last two. So I'm giving it a 7.5. Um, but yeah, man, it's, I found that the last three were really hard to, sorry, the last two were really hard to, 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 rate. S- to score. Like they were easy against the first two, but, um, yeah, I just want to finish them off. Mm. Like I, I just, for me now, it just feels like a continuous film. That's, that's, that is, that what is what is. happens. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Well, obviously the next two very, feel very continuous cause they are a continuation <laughs> part yeah. one, part two. So, um, but yeah, like I, I'm. I enjoyed it. It was good. But it feels continuous because it's the same director. You know it what I mean? Like, works, that's yeah. why. Because yeah. it feels like there's cohesion now between yeah. style. Mm. Yeah. And even though there's a difference in style between this movie and the last, it doesn't feel... still feels like it's directed the same way. Yeah. yeah. And the actors yeah. are feeling the yeah. same. I don't see any change at all. Like, it's all similar. Um, for me, I'm going to do mine next. For me, I... Well, obviously, you know that I've stuffed up my scores. Um, I already have, I've acknowledged that. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm acknowledged that. I'm dealing with it, um, and I'll, I'll give my end scores again um, at the very last, last one. Just um, do a ranking, I reckon. See, that's what I was thinking because I think these movies kind of have a a, a system of like y- you base them upon each other, not upon what type of movie it is so far, mm. like just the movie itself. You can't not do that. Like you, mm, you yeah. end up constantly basing them upon each other. Mm. Um, I pretty much like the same type of thing. I think the cinematography in this is better than the order for sure. Yeah. I just like it more. It's more intriguing. It's the most stylized cinematography of the whole series. Oh, I think the landscape almost. helps though. Yeah. It's such a six. We're on the sixth, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. six. It's such a. 
oh, you know, the whole the Scotland. It's, it's famous in the photography world. Like symbols. Well, it's not only that. that. It's things like it just looks so nice. Things like running through the grass, the really dark scenes. Everything is so dark in this mm. movie. Like, and that's not dark as in thematically. It's literally dark. It's. it's oh, I think it, the word I use. It's moody. The way they yeah, use the light. But I think even like it feels like it's constantly has a vignette around it almost. Mm. Like everything around the screen is dark. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that the characters in this are a lot better. We've we've now we've now got they they grow they grow into their own yes but even the acting's better the the scenes where they're supposed to feel wholesome and loving they're starting to feel wholesome and loving mm. more you know this isn't like a bunch of kids jumping around no more we're getting yeah, adults come to their own yeah um so I like that and I like the progression of this story I like also that it kind of although it has Voldemort in it a lot it doesn't mm. like you know we we almost get to sit back from looking at like his ugly mug for this film. Mm. properly so mm. it was nice to be like okay let's leave him aside for a movie learn a little bit about the backstory of this yeah. character because you can guess that the next couple of movies are going to be mainly Voldemort well, it's going to be hectic. particularly part two yeah, yeah. part two goes full it. Voldemort yeah. so. but it's kind of like you know like I was saying about the conjuring like not showing your monster yeah yeah sort Build of more upon. powerful yeah mm. yeah um, so I'm going to give this one I'm going to give it the same as last week I'm going to give it an eight um, but I do like it a lot more than the other ones. I just got to fix my scoring. <laughs> I, I like it a lot more than than um, Order, but I like it less than Goblet. Yeah. So I got to put it between there and I can't at the moment. Yeah, I'll okay. fix my scoring and, yeah. and figure that out later. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with my scores, eh? Yeah. Just want to say that. <laughs> Fair enough. Still uh... rubbing salt in the wound. I get it. <laughs> no, it's like... Lemon in the eye. I just, no, I just go with... No, you've done well with the scores. Both of you guys have done well. I fucked up. My bad luck. <laughs> you live and you learn. <laughs> Declan? Yeah. Um, actually, yeah, I enjoyed this a lot more this time through this watch. Um, like I said, like I've, I've read out the parts that... I do I do wish we could have got the Voldemort backstory in there. I do True. wish that. I, I, I yeah, feel after, like... I feel after like, telling me that... I feel like oh. maybe, yeah, too much to cram it into this movie. Mm. I did. I don't know why they didn't feel like they couldn't get into Deathly Hallows Part 1 or something like okay, that. So Somewhere it could have fit in. Yeah. So I'm assuming this doesn't get told at all in the movie. No, it doesn't. that's why I'm reading sold. it out on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this so this could, if that was in there, right, just hypothetically, if that was in there, right, I probably would have scored this high, like he's higher. No, I think if it gave yeah. us the back, the the backstory one. of Voldemort, this movie, but I, I feel like maybe it could have got crammed in, into Part 1 of Deathly Hallows I don't know, something. man. It just feels like they could have uh, cut some slughorn shit. Yeah, and then he's just, pretty imperative to the narrative, I guess, though. But yeah, it's it, I don't know. There's just a lot of like I don't know things here and there that are like. I, I mean, I'm, I'm I have less... to imagine that they they must have had this discussion though, because there's no way yeah. they read this yeah. book and went, no, 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 don't worry about it. like they they must have tried to fit it in. There's footage actually of um, yeah. Tom Riddle splitting his soul for the first time. Oh really? Mm. But I've only seen it in a GIF form. But there is footage of him standing there and like. Oh. So they did Don't film. Same. They filmed. They filmed some stuff. There's actually yeah. behind the scenes stuff of things they filmed for Deathly Hallows Part Two as well. But there's no actual footage of. But you can see behind the scenes of it. Right. That I think is pretty interesting. I'll bring mm. up later. Hmm. But um, this this movie actually surprising to me. I had never thought about it this way. But it's kind of the Empire Strikes Back with the Harry That's Potter series. That's what I literally what I said in my notes. Yeah. I said it's the like if you were to see here the Empire Strikes Back of Potter's. That's what ex- I, that? I'd never really felt that way before. Because it ends on a. On a downer. It feels like the same ending. But it's, it's it's so similar, man. Like Dumbledore dies. 
Yeah. It's the, like the bad guys win, essentially. Yeah. And they're stand, the way they're standing on that tower, looking out into what's to come onto the horizon, is so similar to Luke and Leia on the standing ship. on the ship bridge. Looking out into yeah. the galaxy as to God, what's to come. I have seen those movies in ages, though. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, it's very, very similar. Um, yeah, I, I think... Well, I'll let me let me check your, your score here. Your like r- ranking. ranking. Where have I got Half-Blood? Half-Blood is number six. It's at six. last. What's... What's order? Is order fourth? Um, the order is third. Put half blood third, order fourth. But Go fourth on. is part two. <laughs> Deathly Hell is part two. All right, I'm doing the live rankings. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> As I was. So order is going fourth. Yeah. All right. Um, half blood is going third. Yeah. All right. So. Does that mean that you're putting... So, you're just pushing the other two back. So, that would be... I'll, I'll read them out again to you. Yeah. Uh, number one, Goblet. Number two, Azkaban. Number three, Half-Blood. Number four, Order. Number five, Deathly Hallows Part 2. Number six, Deathly Hallows Part 1. Number seven and number eight. We don't have to worry about that, I think. Yeah. Um, I think Part 2 will probably jump up. Maybe yeah. part one will even jump as well. But it's just, it's just as I'm watching them, you it's, know what I mean? Yeah, it's funny. I'm, I'm enjoying these ones more now yeah. than I expected. And I have a feeling these next two are going to jump. I mean, I'm fine. Mm. It's these later ones are just... Yeah, basically from Azkaban onwards, I think that... I don't know. It's, there's like a... It's like you said, it's like a plateau, but they're still good. And then you just want to watch, keep watching them. That's what I, that's, it's hard to I told you the biggest more. problem because I don't ever watch the first two when I watch the series. Yeah, they're boring, I just man. start from number three. It's too kiddie. And I always just end up within two days, I'll watch the whole fucking series. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to do. It's true, it's so yeah. easy this to do. could be the invention of the binge watch. Pretty much in a way. Well, do, that's, that's an interesting point that I've thought about. If Harry Potter was made today, it would be a Netflix series. It, it would be. Yeah. It'd be like well, and all this HBO stuff, all this even. stuff, all the Dumbledore backstory would be in there. Yeah. Everything and all the Voldy backstory, yeah. everything. Why haven't yeah. they done that? That that makes some money, man. Well, look, there's we we lost. Uh, it could be because Warner is HBO Max. Yeah, so they might do it on HBO Max. Why doesn't James Wan do freaking Voldemort movie? So good. But he, but James Wan, I don't know. Warner Brothers. He, James Wan, I don't. I I love him as a director. I love his attitude, but I don't trust his ability to handle. Characters. Themes and characters the way that the way that Harry you Potter watched Aquaman, he doesn't do well with characters. <laughs> he makes it cheesy. Yeah. The characters are cheesy. Even in conjuring his characters. Yeah, are and Lorraine Warren are super cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> well who else yeah. could do it? That's that works there. I don't know. That'd be sick. It'd be a cool one. It'd be better in it's better the directors that they were thinking of earlier, like, you know, even like Del Toro would make a pretty good, probably Baldy movie. Mm. Uh but yeah. I think he would work well with it. We've seen things like Crimson Peak from him, and maybe that even the guy, seems... the Russo brothers that did the, the Russos, last year, the, the Russos, they'd be pretty good. They're, they're, working, on, be they're working on a real big one. They can handle. Moment. They can juggle a lot of things yeah. quite well. So. Mm. Interesting. All right, let's wrap it up. Um, this week we uh, reviewed Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Lord <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, he just banged the mic. <laughs> Sorry. <I'm laughs> The audience uh, probably won't even know about it. Oh. <laughs> Man, I'm just going to pause um, you. This light is killing my eyeball. We're though. done anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, we're we're nearly out. there. Oh, it's just so dry. Um, uh, this is Spoil Radio. I'm Reese. I'm Dan. Thanks for listening, Wallaby. I'm Declan. 
<laughs> wow. And you have a good week. Respect. Respect.